Your Say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning team, welcome along. Sunday morning, LBC, it's cold. That's all you need to know, it's cold and it's about, well, when I listened to the weather forecast as I got up this morning, they said it's minus six in Leicester Square and I was thinking, oh good, how nice, because I've done minus six in Norway which we'll tell you about later on this morning. And, um, and so I came into Leicester Square this morning, and just on the corner, just on the... Because I often think that people do things at the stupidest times. The other day, I walk out of the building, and they're hosing down Leicester Square. They've got a man who comes round, he's got a little truck thing, which, and I'm thinking, the temperature is below freezing, and you're spraying water everywhere. You know, is this the most intelligent thing I've ever seen, or is it not? So this morning... Just on the corner, I get dropped off and I'm walking through and there's a big sheet of ice. And you can see it's a big sheet of ice. And a woman in high heels puts her foot on it and, of course, goes completely over. And then she says a very rude word. And and I thought, I don't want to get involved. I don't like getting involved with anything at this time of the morning. It's it's not exactly the most savoury place, some of these little dark corners. So I said, and then somebody else said, you're right. She went, yeah, I'm fine. And, and I'm thinking, there's ice everywhere today, so be careful. If you're going out and you're wearing high heels, there's a very good chance you're going to fall over. OK, just thought I'd mention that now. But uh, can I advise the council, Westminster and otherwise, don't start spraying chewing gum off everywhere when the temperatures are minus, you know, five and minus six, because it's going to turn to ice. And it's very, very annoying. Let me just uh, put this in here. And uh, then we're all set for the programme this morning. Because I was talking to Nick Bajerison briefly earlier on. You can always, he only talks to me because I bring in mince pies and I've got a box of chocolates this morning. So all of a sudden he becomes very animated and very interested. And so we talk about what's not in the newspapers. And the answer is there's not anything in the newspapers. It's really disappointing. I was expecting to come in and find something. But in fact, you've probably seen all the adverts on... ITV2 for Carrie Katona's new dreary show. Well, she's obviously done another stupid uh, interview in one of the papers today uh, in, in sort of preparation for this ghastly bore fest, I'm afraid. And so you do have the picture of Carrie Katona crying, you know, because she spends a lot of time crying, because she would if she shoved half of Columbia up your nose and wasted millions. And that's what she says here. I had millions, but now it's vanished. Well, that's your problem, isn't it? You know, the word stupid, I think, was invented for people like you. I mean, I'm sick to death of people in the business who've had every opportunity, and let's face it, with very little talent, practically zero, you've managed to actually get yourself this far in life. You're a waste of space, I'm afraid. Her her, her, her confession is, uh, I dumped the kids to get on the cocaine, I cut myself with razor, I hated life. I really couldn't care less, love. I really couldn't care less. There are people listening at the moment for whom... Even £100,000 would see them clear for the rest of their life. You proudly go on television and tell people you've wasted millions and you expect some sort of sympathy. Nothing, I'm afraid. Nothing from me. I mean, she says, I hope the documentary will show a different side of me. No, I just see it uh, as the fact that you can't do anything else because you're talentless and you have to go on television and bore the pants off everybody telling us about your dreary little life. I'm afraid um, I would rather go to Colombia and watch the slum kids and see a documentary made about them than I would ever with somebody who's wasted money, shoved it up there. Now, I mean, I just cannot stand you. I cannot stand you. Um, I see that Matt Baker has been confirmed as the host of The One Show. He's quit uh, as Country File presenter to take the job alongside Alex Jones because you remember that Alex Jones used to have a co-presenter called Jason Manford and Jason Manford then had a little bit of a contretemps 
uh, over some text messages. So he uh, walked... I mean, whether he was walked or w- whether he walked or was pushed out the door, I've got no idea. But not the kind of thing that we expect from from BBC presenters. Well, I don't expect it from any presenters, actually. And uh, so they, they've unfortunately confirmed Matt Baker. Now Matt was okay on Blue Peter. He's been okay on the dancing, but and he's okay on Country File. And I thought that was his sort of bag. But obviously Matt has got delusions of grandeur, so has decided. And of course, the BBC, who don't have anybody who's actually clean cut anymore, they've they, you know he, he's about it. I should imagine. So find somebody who is clean cut, and it's Matt Baker. He came over yesterday. I was watching a little bit of the Strictly Come Dancing. Not a great deal, because I've kind of lost interest in uh, Strictly. And he was there, and he came over as a bit fake, whereas the the irritant of all irritants, Tony Beak, I'm afraid, is just... Oh, cannot stand him. There's something about him. We went the other day. Where did we go to? Oh, we went to do the the pantomime people, and... um, and it was very nice, actually, because down in... What's it's jammed now? My, uh, my computer's jammed up. So we, we go down there to record a programme to go out over Christmas and the, and the New Year. And we go into the theatre, the Piccadilly Theatre, and what they've done is they've arranged for all the celebrities to go in there. So all the people doing pantomime. So you've got people like Anita Dobson. Uh, you've got uh, The Hoff. You've got Louis Spence got lovely Barbara Windsor. You've got uh, just about everybody. And they then say to you, would you like to talk to Sir Stavros Flatley were there? In fact, there was everybody, all in full costume. And it was, it was really lovely, but it was like a bun fight. So we managed to get interviews. And the, the poor PRs have to ferry people up to you. And then they say, would you like to talk to so-and-so? And I go, no, not really. Would you like to... No, not really. And the one person that Amanda didn't like, who, who she said, he's irritating. She said, I don't know why. I don't even know him. And when he came on, I had to explain who he was. He's very, very irritating. And his name is Andy Collins. Andy Collins was the warm-up man, or is the warm-up man, for the Alan Titchmarsh show. Unfortunately, they've decided to weave him into the programme. And frankly, he, he obviously thinks he's the presenter of it, because he's just awful. He's just one of those irritating people. You don't know why he's irritating, he's just irritating. From the top to the bottom, there is nothing about him that you like. I mean, I, I cannot think of any redeeming factor. And so we sat there and said, would you like to talk? No, we wouldn't. No, thank you very much indeed. So we, we, we talked to all the other major stars, and you'll hear that over the Christmas period. It was like yesterday, I was watching The X Factor, and we'll talk about it in about half past, but they had the little X Factor 2 on with Danny Dyer and Rupert Grint and Mr Corden, who's James Corden. And to be honest with you, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that bit of the programme because it then means you question the judges and, and you try and work out who's being honest and who's not being honest. And I'm going off Cheryl, I'm afraid, by, by the day. I'm trying to sort of stay with it, but she just looks a little bit snooty and it's kind of not washing with me. Simon, of course, we love to pieces because he's just very clever. Uh, Louis goes ups and, ups and downs on, on phases. And I think, to be honest with you, Danny is just clinging on. But when they talk to Danny Dyer and all the other ones, they said to them, so who do you think's going to go tonight? Because there must be a double eviction. I think there's a double... We're going to lose two people. And Danny said, Katie and Mary. And so Connie said, why, why do you think Katie? He said, because he said nobody likes her. He said, I don't know why... He said, but she's just got something about her that you don't like. And he was quite adamant that he didn't like her at all. He said, she's just not pleasant. She just doesn't come over as very pleasant. Mary, because she's a karaoke singer. 
Immediately, Louis, Lulu, gets up on it, woo, and gets very, very agitated when you talk about things like that, because he loves Mary, because she's Irish. To be honest with you, she's rubbish. She is rubbish. You know, uh, there's no two ways about it. She's a very good, very overweight karaoke singer who works on the checkout at Tesco, and God knows they must have had millions of pounds worth of free publicity from her, so that's good news, but she's not very good. Uh, Katie... Not very good at all. One, one Direction, as James Corden said, they're, they're pretty boys. Uh, can they sing? No. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. Because they'll just auto-tune them in the studio. And they're so multi-tracked in all the stuff they do on the television. It's to, it's to make them win. Because Cher's not going to win. I mean, she can barely string two words together. I was watching. I'll have to, I'll have to check this at our past. But, I mean, she didn't say it, and I'm thinking, you're 17. I thought at 17 they had loads of stuff to talk about, and they chatted, and, and they were articulate. This woman's an idiot. You know, complete and utter idiot. She's not saying anything at all. I was just hoping that when Connie was talking to her, she might better string two words together. Undoubtedly, best singer is Matt. No two ways about it. So Matt will do well out of it, provided he, he plays the game. And One Direction will probably have an album and a single, and they'll go on the tour, and that'll be the last you ever see of them. Because that's how it works, because the next programme will be along. But um, Gareth Gates has insisted his marriage is strong, almost a year after his alleged fling with a 19-year-old. I talked to Gareth Gates the other day, and he confessed... <laughs> Don't ask me how we got into this conversation. But I said to him, I said, you know, nice doing because he's doing Les Miserables, but then he's come out of that to do pantomime. But before he did Les Miserables, he did Joseph. And for Joseph, he had to shave his body. And so I said, the nice thing about Les Miserables is, I said, you can just let your hair grow again. He said, no, no, no. He said, I'm still veating. He's still shaving all the hair off his body, even for Les Miserables. The things people tell me, honestly, I'll just sit there in all innocence and go, really? And so the next thing you know, Gareth Gates is confessing all to us on the programme, which you will hear over the festive season. Who is, who's going to win uh, Strictly Come Dancing? Anybody's guess, I should imagine. Uh, Anne Widdicombe has told Strictly Bosses she'll wear trousers for the rest of the series. God knows, they're going to be the biggest in living memory. To avoid the risk of revealing too much. Oh, dear, listen, not just for you, dear, for us as well. We really don't want you revealing too much on the programme. It's just, it's these celebrities, in inverted commas now, she's a politician, she's not a celebrity. They start dictating to the TV people. I'll do this, I won't do that, I'll do this, I won't do that. And I do worry... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, a bit here. Katie Hines, at VIP column. She says, I'm off to follow in the footsteps of Kerry Katona next week by going to the G.I. Jane boot camp in Kent. Kerry went there to shed the pounds after splitting with Mark Croft and now looks amazing. A little bit of a waste of time for you, Katie, isn't it? You're a columnist, dear. I mean, it doesn't really make any difference what you look like, unless you're having trouble sitting in chairs and getting into lifts and stuff like that. But you should, you should manage it. JLS were uh, the other day on the television... I wasn't sure if it was a bit old, because I was looking at some of the hairstyles, and they, they did look as though it was a bit out of date. It might not have been. Uh, I see that uh, Prince William has banned Fergie from going to his wedding, even though the two daughters will go. Nothing new there. I think we revealed that last week on the programme. And we did say to you, I didn't think that Sarah Ferguson would be going. Christine Bleakley is apparently showing uh, Frank Lampard locations near her hometown, where they can get married, the loved-up pair. In other words, a chav and a footballer. I mean, hi you. You know, it's lovely. I mean, but that's unfortunately all it is. I don't really know why you're wasting your time looking around for, for, for places to get married. Why don't you do it big style in London? He's recovering from injury, and she's already taken him home to visit her mum, Mina, and dad, Ricky, in Newtownlands in County Down. And the, the funny thing is, he hasn't proposed. That there, there is no proposal on the table. This is all pure speculation to try and keep some sort of interest going. Although... 
Unfortunately, if you actually read what Adrian Child says in one of the papers today, he thinks the programme they're doing daybreak is an absolute crock of, and the rest of it, as I say, comes at the end of a rainbow. Quarter past seven is the time. <laughs> morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Cold, chilly, brr, Sunday morning. But the, the good thing about it is that so far, we don't have any snow in London town. So far, mind you, I'm, I'm led to believe it's imminent. We have our spies out, just in case there's a bit of snow that uh, drops. But up north, they've had it terrible. I was watching the pictures uh, on the television the other day, thinking, crikey. You know, we, we all sit inside, and as a child, I probably did the same as everybody else. I sat there, and you'd look out the window, and the sky would be, it would be very clear, and you'd go, is that a, is that a snowflake? It's a snowflake! And so you'd watch, and you'd get quite excited about the first snowflake, and then, by the time you get to the morning... There it is, a blanket of snow. And when I went out driving yesterday, I went down to Brighton for the day, which was lovely. It really was lovely. But chilly, very chilly. So luckily wrapped up nice and warm and go all the way down to Brighton. And on the way down, you can see all the frost in the fields. No snow, but just frost. And it just looks beautiful, this country. I don't care what anybody says. You know, people say, oh, it's horrible. When it snows and when, and when it's just been, there's a light dusting everywhere, it looks sensational. There was a place that was selling photographs, and I, I should have actually bought a couple. I didn't buy anything at all. I came back with mountains of chocolate for, for people's Christmas presents and stuff like that. And, um, and um, loads of things. I came back with more things than I care to mention on this programme. But it was absolutely beautiful. But then I watched the television pictures of all the people suffering up north and in Scotland. And I thought, yeah, probably for them it's not a great deal of fun. It's fine if you're sitting in and you've got enough food to last you. But if, if you haven't got that and you're, and you're not prepared for it, it's, it's horrible. They've said that when we get it, and I thought we were going to get it last night, <coughs> but then I looked up into the skies and I thought, no, 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 not going to happen. Uh, might happen tomorrow. Today, of course, later on, you've got the tube strike starting, and that's going to mean that for tomorrow, for many of you, your day will be disrupted. Now, I know lots of you can work from home. There will be more buses laid on. There will be more cabs out there on the street. There will be people walking. You can sign up today for Boris's bikes. I've signed up. I've got my, I've got my key. I've ridden them. In fact, I should be riding one later on today because it's uh, day two of the uh, International Magic Convention, which is, strangely enough, at the Mermaid Theatre, which is where we are next Saturday. So we'll look forward to seeing those of you who've got tickets next week for it. Don't phone up the theatre for tickets because they haven't had tickets for ages and ages. So uh, you can sign up for the bikes because my advice is that if there's going to be a tube strike and you need to get across, get a bike. You know, provided you're healthy enough. Uh, if you haven't ridden a bike before, <laughs> start learning pretty quickly. It's always handy to have them. And very shortly, I think, from about middle of December, you'll be able to buy them with a credit card. You won't need to sign up for anything. Just go and rent them. But I, I've taken out two for a year. And I've been on them a few times. And I love it. I do love it. It's freezing cold at the moment. But I'll use one a bit later on for going down Fleet Street. So you will get there. But if you keep listening to LBC... Not only today, but also tomorrow. We'll make sure you get there nice and easy. There's also a list on the LBC website of stations which are open, stations which are closed. And you did it last time. You'll do it this time. With, with a bit of help between the two of us, you'll be phoning in saying, well, listen, you can go this way. Don't go to here because the traffic is terrible and you can avoid it if you do that. Then we'll, we'll make sure that you get all the... Uh, the extra information you need to make your day go a little bit better. And as it is the beginning of the week, traditionally it's the day of the week where you go, oh, dear, we've had a nice weekend, and now we've got a rotten start to the week because of the, uh, the tube strike. So, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We take all of your texts and emails on the programme this morning. 
let's just read out a couple of them that have, uh, that have come in so far. Noel, Noel, says, I think you chose the best tree for Trafalgar Square. That goes up uh, Wednesday, lit on Thursday this week. Uh, it must be very difficult with all that snow on them. Looking forward to seeing it in the square. Oh, cracking, you've forgotten something. I've just realised. I've got a how low this morning. I've forgotten to... I did this last week. They gave me a how low and I completely forgot about the thing. I shouldn't have forgotten about it because it's a good one today. We should tell you about it in a minute. So the, uh, the tree, the cutting down of, you can see on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. There's about 44 pictures up of uh, us in the snow in Oslo. God, it seems ages ago now. It was only last week, wasn't it? Last uh, last Monday, and it was uh, it was lovely, but bitterly cold. I can't tell you when you're standing in snow and you've got your boots on and everything. Your feet are f- they're like lumps of ice. They're so cold it hurts. They're so cold it hurts. And we had that yesterday at the Winter Wonderland. Six of us toddled, seven of us toddled off on Friday evening to the Winter Wonderland, and uh, it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. But I'll tell you about that in a minute, because I'm, I want to complain about the price of chips. <laughs> I don't complain about many things, right, on this programme. And the one thing I do complain about is the price of chips, because I know how much they cost to make, and that's why I get very angry when I think people are being cheated. Uh, but we do have a Steve Allen How Low today. It's a very special How Low, because it's only available on this programme, and it's only available till 10 o'clock this morning. At 10 o'clock, the phone lines will close, OK? And uh, you can... You can pitch your wits against the uh, the answers we're looking for here. Very simple. All you've got to do is come up with a unique bid to get your hands on my Apple iPad. It can be yours today. This is the amazing tablet-style computer, perfect for browsing the web, reading and sending emails, watching HD videos, listening to music, enjoying photos, playing games, and much, much more. person with the lowest unique bid will win this. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10am this morning. To play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So, for example, to bid £1.36, you text Steve, one three six and send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid 30 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 30, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. If you go to lbc.co.uk, you can get full terms and conditions. Very thin, this one. Really, really, really thin. And it's got a fantastic battery life, about ten and a half hours. And if you've, if you've got a computer and you've got uh, an iPod on there or your iPhone or something like that, you just plug it in, it will do all the updates, and it's all singing, all dancing, and you can get it on the Steve Allen Show this morning. And it will go for just crackers money. I mean, it would be just stupid. About £2 something, I would think, if that, if that. So, have a go for it. I'll mention it uh, a little bit later on. Also, let me remind you now, if you've got a question for Darren, who's in at nine o'clock this morning, then send that in to steve at lbc.co.uk. Steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, the shorter the question is, the better. Will be in to have a look at the papers as well. He'll be going through some of the stories today. Uh, a bit on Stacey. As I say, I'm, I'm a bit bored with a um, little bit me, 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 Kerry Katona, because I'm afraid a little bit too needy. I think it was a happy day for me when she was dropped from Iceland. I'm afraid I really don't want to see people like that uh, being paid a fortune and shoving it up their nose and then wasting everybody's time and money. So she's been very lucky. She'll be given a second opportunity. But frankly, not for me, I'm afraid. Not for me. 
Uh, right, it's Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland. So we all go, seven of us, decide to go on Friday night. And on Friday, it was, it was quite a busy day because as Christmas is around the corner, and if you don't believe me, check all the lights are up. Yesterday, they had their best day in Oxford Street. Shopping, the best day, because they decided to make it traffic-free. Fantastic. Everybody went out there and uh, bought loads of things and became very festive, which I like because it's my favourite time of year. I love all times of the year, but Christmas I particularly enjoy. So seven of us decide to go up to the Winter Wonderland. Now, some of the rides are £2, and you can't pay cash. You've got to buy tickets, tokens in advance. They give bits of paper with numbers written on them, two, one, five, six, whatever it happens to be. And, uh, and you have those. For, for the children, most of the rides are between two and three. Uh, children on some of the big rides are charged four. Adults can be charged up to six. I think for some of their bigger rides, they're £6. That big column in the middle that you drop like a stone is £6 per person. So you're going to get through a bit of money. The good news is some of the booths take credit cards, although I'm not advising people to max out on the credit cards. And then there's loads of places which are doing mulled wine and drink and stuff like that. Why you'd want to drink a cold, cold pint of beer when it's about minus seven up there, I've got no idea. So we had mulled wine, which was very nice. So that warmed us up. And then after we'd done a few of the rides and we went on the dodgems, did all the usual things that boys do when you're sort of like so cold, you can barely feel your hands or your feet. And every time I got knocked on the dodgems, that's another bruise. I've gone home with bruises and cuts and scrapes and everything. And then halfway through, we decided that we were going to go and have, we'll just have a portion of chips because it's the great British thing. You can walk around, you can eat some chips. They're hot. It's potato. It's, it's okay. Three pound 20 for a portion of chips. Well, I'm blowed if I'm going to spend £3.20 on a cone. Because you know that the cone, you don't get very many chips in it. It's the biggest rip-off in living memory. And £3.20, and we looked at them, and there were seven of us. So we're looking at over £21 for chips. I mean, that, oh, blimey, could have bought a field for £21 years ago. So we decided we weren't going to spend £21 on chips. So instead, we hunted around Winter Wonderland, and we eventually found chips at £2.50. It did, in fact, uh, take us 25 minutes to actually get them served, but that was about the best value we found. So if you see them at £3.20, avoid like the plague. Go for the £2.50 ones, but just remember, they're a little bit slow. 25 minutes it took us to get them, but at least we saved quite a bit of money. And that's my handy tip for this morning. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Sunday morning, LBC. It's deep and crisp and even in Scotland and parts of the north. So far, we don't have the deep and crisp bit. Uh, but we do have deep and crispy pizzas probably a little bit later on, which is very nice. Everything festive on the programme today without the snow. But it is ch- do wrap up. If you're going out today and you're going to go to Winter Wonderland, wrap up. And my advice is just watch people bumping into you. I get so panicky because I'm like it. You know, there's pickpockets everywhere and they're very well versed in crowds. So just be careful and don't spend £3.20 twi- on a portion of chips. Russell Hargreaves wouldn't spend £3.20 on a... You believe £3.20? That's unbelievable. A, especially when chip... Let me just move that mic there so I can see. I mean, normally, you, I mean, a pound, I think, would be, you know, one pound fifty. Yes. £3.20 for a cone. A little cone for chips. I mean, you know... That's shocking. It is shocking, isn't it? Yes. Especially when you're up there and you've spent a lot of money on everything anyway. Yeah. Well, it's typical of the way, unfortunately, things have gone generally, isn't it? You know, yeah, chocolate I mean, bars, cups of coffee. Choc- they're all eking, eking up in price. Well, I went out the other day and I bought some Twiglets. And I quite like Twiglets, but they were offering two for a fiver. Two... Is that good or is that... No, I don't think... I think that's really expensive. Mind you, are they really big packets? Well, they're not. I mean, I'll show you. I mean, if they're, they're big packets, then maybe... Um, 
that big. Well, okay. Is that impressive? Fairly substantial. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, you don't know how many you get in there, do you? And look at them next door. Look, Twiglets. We've got Twiglets. He's got Twiglets on a Sunday. They look quite nice, don't they? Look. I used to be quite into Twiglets a few years ago. They seem to dip below the radar a little do bit. Do they? I think so, maybe. I'm making them as a comeback. They are. As far as I'm <laughs> twiglets make a comeback now. Well, well, the, these are mini Twiglets, but the funny thing is, isn't, you know, people who eat these go, oh, I couldn't eat Marmite. And you go, what do you think they're covered in? I love them. That said, I don't really like coffee-flavoured things, but I like coffee. And the same with cheese. I love a block of cheese, but I hate, like, cheesy crisps. And Nick Macherison asked me, he said, have you ever had a cheese pasty? I went, ugh. How horrible. A cheese patty. He said, cheese and onion. I went, so northern. So northern. <laughs> and yet Sam, strange enough, offered him a chocolate, and he picked up one. I think he licked it. And, uh, and, it, and it had coffee in it. He wouldn't eat it. Yeah. It had coffee in it. I would agree with that. Coffee-flavoured things I don't like. A cup of coffee I adore. Yeah. But sort of coffee ice cream, coffee chocolates, oh. I don't like. I tell you what, I really love butterscotch ice cream. Butterscotch Ooh. ice cream is delish. That's really nice. I've only ever found it in two places. But it's lovely. So last night, so I, I turn on the telly. Because I, I get back from, from Brighton, and I thought I was going to go to the Barmy Arms because it was rugby. Yes. And it took me forever to get back into town. And I was in a bad mood in the Barmy Arms after yesterday's loss to did South they Africa. Lose? They oh, did. we lost to South Africa. We did. Just well after went. all the promise of the autumn, Steve, it all petered away. Oh, such a shame. But I mean, it was. Twickenham was exceptionally chock a block yesterday. Exceptionally chock a block. It took me ages to get home. It took me about an hour to get back to Chiswick. No, oh, well, it, it was, took me about an hour yeah. to get in. And I'd been round through Kingston and came back in that way. So, anyway, I managed to get in. So I turned on the television. I was watching a couple of little bits and pieces. And then we get the X Factor. And I wasn't sure if I was watching a, a joke programme or not. Because tonight they have a double eviction. Yes, I know. And everybody is trying to work out who's going to go. And, and we all go, oh, I think we're going to get rid of Mary and we're going to get rid of Kate. Mm. But to be honest with you, I, I think it's anybody's game. I, I think Mary needs to go, I have to say. I think she's just got to that point, and I heard you talking about this in the last half hour, that she is just that little bit of a... She's a good karaoke singer, yeah. and I agree. And I just think she's got to that point where she's not she's not evolving, she's not getting any better. She's just hit her kind of level, and I think she's now one of the weaker contestants. Yeah. Is she one of Louis? She is, yes. And is Wagner one of Louis? He is, yes. Because he the said... over 28. He, the over 20, and they are well over 28. They are well over 28, <laughs> well I'll give over. you that. He did say last night that if she gets kicked out, he said she will record a duet with Wagner. Well, she's at least relatively in tune. Not, not great, but relatively He's in tune. hopelessly out of tune. Well, I mean, obviously, I think it would be clear, in my view, that they're the two that should go. Yeah. But... As we know, for whatever reason, be it an internet campaign, be it that people genuinely like the guy, Wagner is uh, not just clinging on, but still getting really high votes week in, week out. What does he wear? He was last night. He was wearing funny earrings, which looked like they had. I mean, I'm sure they didn't look like they're parrots clinging to them or something inside. They were they were hoop earrings that maybe a woman would wear. <sighs> they he, he's, does he wear hoop earrings? Oh right, he wears them all the time, does he? Oh, Caroline knows these things. She's watched mm. the program. I thought well, just uh, find him odd. Don't you find him <laughs> creepy? I think it's something about yeah, him. Yeah, his interviews are bizarre as well. Some of the things he says. I yeah. don't know. But apparently he's been ostracised again by the rest of the camp. According well, to he's been ostracised by the papers today. They've done yes. two stories on him. Uh, the one on the uh, the mirror. They're alleging all sorts of things that he's been buying at they the stage are. door. They most certainly are, aren't they? And uh, and then one of the other papers, because the, the other day it was the fact he he was benefiting. Well, apparently he's on disability benefit, apparently, which right. given his leaping around the stage with his raunchy band yes. of entourage. But he also, he can't sing. No. He's, he, he takes himself a wee bit too seriously. Unlike Slimy Chico, who was on a short while ago, sorry, Chico Slamani, um, he, um, he was sort of fun and, you know, was a stripper. There's nothing appealing about Wagner no, at all. Absolutely nothing. 
I agree. I can't think of anything that is a redeem. He can't dance. He can't sing. He's creepy looking. And I don't like him. No. Mind you, I don't like Katie either. Uh, you know what? I would I would have said the same for the first few weeks, but I, I think she's hit back really well. And, no. you know, she can't help the fact that her grandma apparently does what she does. <laughs> it's not really her fault, bless Last girl. week was the funniest thing ever. I never <laughs> thought I'd read a front-page story in this country that somebody's on the television's grandmother... Is, is working as a hooker. I mean, it's high just class. beggars... Beli- yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to say low class, are they? <laughs> I looked um, at her. She didn't look high class. I, I just think the last couple of weeks, since she's kind of cut her hair and just gone to back to basics, to quote a John Majorism, um, I just think that she's reconnected a little bit. And the reaction to her last night, let's be fair, in the audience yeah. was very strong. They were shouting her name. She got some of the bigger applause of the night. And obviously, last week was the first week she didn't get down to the bottom two, didn't have to sing off where she traditionally sings her best. Yeah. I, I think... She might be okay again this week. I may be wrong. I don't know. Okay. So if we were going to put money on who we think's going to be kicked out tonight... I think Mary will go. Oh, you think Mary will go? And the other one's difficult. Obviously, I'd like Wagner to go, but I think with whatever campaign I seems to be, be going on, I don't I think, think he will. I think it's going to be... Who else have we got left? We, we, we've got Rebecca. Should be fine. Matt. Cher. Matt. Oh, Cher. Ah, maybe Cher. She was in the bottom two last week. And to be honest, even though the judges were quite... She did... Was it a good song last night of Cher? Two, two good songs. She did an Avril Lavigne and a... Oh, I can't remember. Um, but they, they were okay. I don't like her, though. There's something about mm. her. She comes over with me. She's, she's got a bit of attitude. And I'm thinking, you're only 17. Just grow up and learn. Be told. Because the, the attitude you're coming over with, I'm not, I'm not liking. Well, they're now trying to cultivate that as ex- her exact image, aren't they? That's going to be her unique selling point with Cheryl is her attitude. Yes. I don't know. She was okay. But there was nothing I thought particularly special about her doing covers of a couple of angry girl songs. No. Um, so maybe, maybe Cher and Mary... Maybe. I think Matt should be fine. Rebecca they should won't be get fine. Rid of Cher. I just one feel they won't be fine. get rid of her. Oh, one, one Direction are untouchable because they're yeah. just pretty boys. Matt was good again. Matt I like was Matt. good. Matt's my favourite. I want Matt to win because he's actually good and he seems the to be quite is, a nice guy. Does he have the X factor? Does he have that look that they're going to try and cultivate? Well, yesterday, particularly his second song, which I can't remember what it was, but it's brilliant. It was just him and the guitar, really good melody again, really good voice, great vocal range. Yeah. I thought he was excellent. But yes. there again, that means, means he probably won't win. Well, strangely enough, I heard, and I mentioned during the week, I saw Ollie Murs on a Channel 4 programme where he was singing Flat as a Pancake. Really bad, really bad. And then he tried to hit the high notes and he couldn't hit them at all. And then I saw in the paper the next day, he's booked a, a tour. He's doing it, I'm thinking, to sing what? You've had one and a half hit singles and you're doing a tour? Mm. How ludicrous is that? I've, I've seen a few of the, uh, of the previous... Actually, the same year's finalist singer at, at Twickenham at, at Christmas last year, Jamie Archer. Flat. Jamie Archer. Wasn't great. Was Jamie Archer the one with all the hair? Yes, and he's back at Twickenham again this Christmas singing at, singing at the rugby again. <laughs> Apparently back by popular demand. And that, yes. that phrase did surprise me, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, but, um, voted. Yeah, a couple of the ones I've heard since I've not been massively impressed with. No. I'll tell you who I have seen, and who was really, really good, was Diana Vickers. Excellent. So yes, her she in has Little Voice. Good, yes. She did the Fallen Rise of Little Voice you across like the road. Her, don't you? I do, I know. but her she was absolutely fantastic and it's such a tough thing to do that role in Little Voice yes. and she was brilliant. So she's one I think who does have Well Ollie, genuine Ollie skill. was terrible and what annoys me is they've obviously said, Listen, we need to milk this as quickly as possible. Let's get him out on tour, let's cobble together some songs. Because on the strength of one hit single, somebody goes on tour, I'm thinking, you've been in the business 35 seconds. It's very sort of Shane Ward, one of the guys who won and sunk without trace, yes. you know, a few of those. Well, look, even, um, who was the, um, the camp one who, who, who brought out... Oh, Joe McKeltry. Joe McKeltry. Where's he disappeared much, to? Yeah. 
He's got a single out, but I mean, nobody's interested in it. No. You know, because all Gareth the Gareth Gates, know. what happened to him? Well, I interviewed Gareth the other day. Oh, there we Gareth go. Gareth is doing Les Miserables <laughs> and Pantomime, and he did uh, Joseph. Oh, I take that back. Yeah. Fair enough. He's, right. he's so thin, though. I mean, he is thin. He's abs- He's thinner than me. He's uh, very thin. He's then. very thin. You can imagine how thin he is, can't he's you? He's practically, you know, the light shines Pract- through him. <laughs> exactly. It's the only person who puts tucks in his pants, you know, it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> the wind whistles and he rattles like telegraph wires. <laughs> Drink, drinks a Coca-Cola, looks like a thermometer, you know, that kind of thing. So who's your second one then, to, who's going to go out? Second, we, we both well, agree Mary. So we, all right, so we, we, we've got Mary, Wagner, I think we, we can discount, I don't think Katie will go out, although she has been hovering around that. Mm, she's been um, better. She's on the up. She's on the up. Matt, definitely not. I, th- I, I don't think, think Rebecca will either. She's very popular and she's quite good. I think they're going to keep Wagner in. Well, I, th- I think it's pointing towards Cher, then. I th- no, I think it's pointing towards Katie. I think Katie will go. Cher, of course, would have a breakdown because she is prone to just bursting into tears. Well, so is Katie as well. So is Katie too. If that, <laughs> Imagine if, that, if those two went out at the same time. God. Oh, we'd like that. I'd be happy with that one. No, I think it's going to be Mary. She has to go. She's not. No. She's, not, we, we, she's had a good ride. Journey. Yeah, she's had a good journey. journey. And and I think it's going to be... Who am I going to put my money on? I'm going to go Cher. OK, I'm going to go Katie then. Right. Because definitely not Wagner, because at the moment the public interest is still there. He's a bit of a joke figure. One one direction, no chance. Matt, no chance. You don't think Rebecca could go? She's dipped a little bit, but I thought her second song last night was really good. Yeah. Her first one and the week before were both by her standards weak, but I thought her second one last night, as the judges said, has got her back into that echelon she was in. Rolling Stones, Yeah, it's it? good. Yeah. I think she'd be fine. And she's a nice girl. I think people like her. As long as she doesn't talk, I cannot bear the accent. The accent. Bizarre how she sings in such a, like, a very sort of, you know, received pronunciation manner, and then uh, you hear her speak. And you think, that's nice, isn't it? I love listening to northern accents. Particularly (laughs) Liverpool. Particularly Liverpool. You're right there. You're right. That was more Brummy. Oh, was it? That was more like my my local tone. Was that that you? You're right. You're right. Lovely. Lovely. All right, it's East Scouts, it's more like that, all right? Oh, right, it's a little bit pursed lips. Yes. Right. I think we'll just stay southern, ladies and gentlemen. There's no point in trying to do accents when you're not an impressionist. I'm not Mike Yarwood, you know. I'm at the other end of the scale. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Always so a pleasure. So we, we'll, we'll find out next week. We'll find out tonight. Indeed. Who's going to go? Double eviction. Phone me on. and go, no, 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 you were wrong, you were wrong, and I'll go, yeah, all right, all We right. may both be wrong, who knows? Oh, I hope not. I'm, well, I'm, I definitely hope Mary goes, although, to be honest with you, if both Cher and Katie went, I'd be quite pleased. <laughs> but they won't, they won't. We They're see. all on the tour as well, aren't they? Uh, apparently, yes, yes, yes. They've added extra dates already, such as the insatiable appetite of the public. I'm going to have a word with Ashley. If he can't get me seats, there's no, no justice in this world. <laughs> I've plugged it enough, Ashley. I come on. I'll join Play you. the game. Thank you. No All right, worries. kiddo. See you Cheers, later. Mate. There you go. Russell will be back with us a little bit uh, later on. Uh, let's have uh, let's have a look at the uh, the. Tra- we got a bit early actually. Very quickly, let me just mention some of your uh, your uh, text messages coming in. Morning, Steve says Bridget. Love the interview with Ray. I saw him in Priscilla four weeks ago and going again on December the 11th. A massive cheer when he first came on stage and he was brilliant. He'd done it, as you, as you heard in the interview, he's, he's already done it in Sydney. Did a couple of weeks over there. He was lovely. He was lovely. Ray Marr, really, really nice. Check it out again on the LBC website. Learn how to podcast. And uh, Steve, I'm a massive fan of Irish music. They're naturally very musical. I grew up around Irish rebel music, but I sometimes imagine walking into a hidden Irish basement listening to a real Irish singer sing besides a flute. What's the best gig you've ever been to that wasn't your own? I don't know, actually. I can't, what's the best gig? I don't know. 
I was I was invited. I mean, I've been invited to everything actually, and I'd, I'd some, unfortunately because it's during the week, I can't do things uh, because the the loyalty is to the program. There'd be nothing worse coming in to do the program and sort of going, oh, I'm tired this morning, you know, because it just wouldn't be fair, would it? So I don't know the best gig I've ever been to that wasn't my own. Can't think of it. I'll, I'll, I'll have a ponder on that one. Linda in Wigan says, I loved your Westlife interview, although I love Westlife anyway. And uh, one here. Steve, wonderful interviews with Ray and Westlife. I can honestly say I've never been a fan of Westlife, but after your interview, I'm completely converted. What lovely men. They were absolutely charming. And I walk away from most of my interviews and I go, oh, that was nice, that was nice. But when I came back from there, I went... They were really, really... You know when you sort of say, you know, you feel like saying to them, come back to my place, you know, as you do. But uh, we didn't get round to that. Lynn says, I realise you went to Oslo to bring back the tree, but did you have to pack and bring back their weather? <laughs> and Stephen says, I've never understood why boy bands are called boy bands. They're not boys anymore, nor do they play their own instruments. I don't know. Well, you, you can't call Westlife a boy band because they're in their 30s now. And they've been together for 12 years. Uh, one direction you could call a boy band, but I remember talking to a group called Human Nature, who now appear in... Um, Las Vegas, they're an Australian band and they said, we're not a boy band we might all be boys, but they are and they're appearing in a show in Vegas, they've been over there for a few years now, human nature, check them out Morning everybody, it's a cold Sunday in London town, but you'll get sick to death of me saying that, but if you are going out today, do wrap up, because people have started spending on presents and going absolutely crackers uh, uh, this year, don't believe anything you guarantee, between now and Christmas, you'll have all the retailers going well of course it's not as busy this year as last year as if we're supposed to feel guilty and then start rushing out, because I was in Brighton yesterday and it was heaving it was absolutely heaving. In fact, it was so heaving, it was unpleasant when you've got that many people. You go into it. At one point, we went into WH Smith because Helena wanted to buy a, a diary for her father. And we picked it up. And there must have been three people working on the tills in a queue of about 30 people. Well, I'm sorry. I've got better things to do in life than stand the queuing. So we left it and we walked out. Because for some reason, I don't seem to have enough people on. It's like going into the bank lunchtime. There's nobody working apart from one person. And you... I huffed. I huffed. I walked Huff. Like that. I went, I tutted. But in fact, she was the one who said, oh, I'm not queuing. And I said, no, I agree with you. You can buy a diary anytime. Go onto the internet. I'm going to do most of my shopping this year on the internet because it's so much easier. So much easier. Uh, There's a very good uh, production of A Slice of Saturday Night, which is going to be taking place. It's part of the London Fringe Revival. And it's upstairs at the Gatehouse in Highgate. If you've never seen A Slice of Saturday Night, it was one of my favourite little shows from years ago. It's a hark back to the swinging 60s because it's Saturday night at the Club A Go Go. It was at the Arts Theatre just round the corner here from LBC and it was really, really good. David Easter starred in it, Exa Brookside and it was really, really good. Tale of Young Love and Teenage Dream written by the Heather Brothers and if you've not heard it, go to iTunes and check out Slice of Saturday Night. Really, really good. And uh, so they've got it going on there from the 16th of December all the way through to the 30th of January. So good luck. Uh, And I think they're also doing Boxing Day at 4pm. Crikey. Because I think even the pantomimes are doing Boxing Day this year. I think Christmas Day is the only day they get off. Although, strangely enough, I was talking to uh, Hilary and Alec from the Barmy Arms, and they're open Christmas Day morning at the pub. Christmas Day morning. So there you go. Don't forget, we've got a, a special... A special, special, special how low for you today on the programme. It's very, very nice indeed. It's very nice indeed. It's an Apple iPad. I don't need to tell you too much about it, apart from the fact it is the must-have gadget of the year. 
and everybody's buying them. I've got one for my brother. I've got one. Uh, this one, you can browse the web, you can read and send email, you can photos on it, play games, listen to music, watch HD videos. It's all good stuff. All good stuff. Now, you can get this one for pennies. Very thin, 9.7-inch screen. An incredible 10-hour battery life, so you can take it with you wherever you go. I mean, I've taken it to America, and it's just it just keeps the battery power. It really is very, very good. person with the lowest unique bid will get their hands on my Apple iPad today. OK. Hammer comes down at 10 o'clock. I'm looking for the person with the lowest unique bid. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The good news is that the computer will help you, and it will say to you, you've got a unique bid Hang on to it. So that's what you're looking for. OK. So if you want to bid for this one and say you want to go, I don't know, 82 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 82, and send that to 88821. If you want to bid £1.93, you text Steve, 193, and send it to 88821. Competition finishes 10 o'clock this morning. You've got two hours and about eight minutes left. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Now, uh, James Wales says he went to the Dorchester for dinner the other night. Uh, on Friday, he said you could have come and had dinner. We went on uh, the Friday night, after we'd done Winter Wonderland, we went to the Hilton Bar at the top of the Hilton, uh, looking out at uh, beautiful views. Not cheap. Not cheap. I'll tell you how, how expensive it was. Bottle of rosé wine. Uh... A large vodka and diet coke and a bottle of beer and a coke and that was seventy eight pounds. Okay, so that gives you a rough idea. They do take cards, thank goodness. A lady called Esther wrote to me. Well in fact I, I think she wrote to me, but I don't think she was meant to be writing to me because um she says I found you on the computer again this morning. This this came in during the week actually. And she says you do tend to twist the words people are saying. So I then assumed that it wasn't for me at all. Because then she said to me, please listen and learn. So I was going to send something back to Esther going, I think you need to learn who you're listening to before you start writing to them. Because I, she says here, um, uh, what was this thing here? I knew it wasn't for me. She says, you're extremely articulate. So I thought that, that must be my bit. And then she says, uh, you tend to not listen to them unless they're celebrities or VIPs. And I thought, I thought that might have been me. And then I thought... Halfway through, she says, you, you interrupted that young lady. And I thought, I don't know what you're talking about. So, Esther, I think, I think it, the answer is you need to listen more carefully. And I was, I'm going to send you the LBC schedule so you know exactly who you're listening to at any one time. Because uh, you, you can't fail to notice. This is Steve Allen, and it's Monday to Friday and Sunday, plus in conversation, plus all over Christmas, and uh, with specials on uh, Oslo, Julie Andrews and Pantomimes. It's, you know, it's so... I cannot believe that we're practically into Christmas and already I'm, I'm thinking about recording programmes and we've got to do this and that and that. there's so much to do before the big man with the white beard comes down your chimney. So it's something to, uh, to look forward to. Uh, right, what have we got to do today? That's, I was going to... I'll save the papers for a moment because there, there aren't... There's not a great deal in here. Move the twiglets because I'm getting a bit excited next door. Hanging about with the twiglets. And, uh, and we do want your texts and emails... We definitely want your texts and emails. 84850, steve at Got a question for Darren, who's in at nine, to do with your computer. I've taken a few off already. So if you've got anything like that, get those in as quick as possible. Uh, Bryn says, uh, we're doing the, uh, the Grand Order of Water Rats Ball tonight. 
Ha ha! Yes, I was invited, actually, and I cannot go. But he will be there. He says, uh, we're at the London Lancaster. King Rat Derek Martin, of course, is uh, King Rat there. Uh, speakers will be Barry Cryer. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, Nick Ferrari, of course. Cabaret is Tony Christie and Joe Pasquale. Oh, gosh. Two of my favourites. We love Joe Pasquale. And this will actually be Bryn's 50th, 50th ball. He did the first one in 1960, and he said, uh, over the years, Ted Ray, Ben Warris, Tommy Trinder, Charlie Chester, David Nixon, Albert Stevenson, Frankie Vaughan, Les Dawson, Roy Hudden, of course, Danny LaRue, and many more. He said, I'll try and get a brochure. Did you get the book I sent you? Did you get the Mervyn Conn book? Because I sent you and uh, Annie... The, uh, the Mervyn Con book. So I'm hoping that you got that, because I sent that a little a little while ago, actually. Uh, 84850, uk. Quickly, a few more that we can get in here. Uh, enjoyed the in-conversation, Steve, with Ray, true gentleman. You were right about the Aussie Panto stars. My nephew, who was actually 25 yesterday, was invited up on stage by Ian and Anne, who played Madge and Harold Bishop when he was four. I think the Panto was Babes in the Wood. And it was the Davenport Cinema in Stockport, demolished a car park. As for Mr Collins, Amanda was right. Delusions of grandeur aside, he was the host of the revival of Family Fortunes, which lasted for one series before Mr Vernon, Tex on Legs, K, took over. Yes, I remember, actually. I remember very well. Yes, Andy Collins, just irritating. Irritating beyond belief. I mean, just... Just irritating. That's all I can tell you. Uh, 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk. Darren says, is uh, frustrating, uh, as frustrating as it is, I watch X Factor. My gripe is with One Direction. Can't people hear the backing tape on their vocals? Individually, they sound OK. When the chorus comes on, it sounds like a thousand angels singing. Yes, it's called singing along to, uh, to click track. That's what it is. Uh, 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk. Uh, another one, El Teresa says... Uh, how did you get picked for the tree in Trafalgar Square? Oh, no idea. I've got no idea. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you. I have no idea. All I can tell you is I stood in a forest outside Oslo with some school children, the mayor of Oslo, the mayor of Westminster, some very burly butch Osloians who had the chainsaw and a huge crane, and uh, the tree was there, and, and it was just very cold and wonderful. That's all I can tell you. Steve, listening to you in Gothenburg, Sweden. Well, we have lots of snow, says Faye, and it's currently minus seven. The Swedes are super efficient with the snow machines and gritters out in force, and by law, cars have to have special winter tyres on by December through to March. Please say hello to my mum, Patsy and Ealing, as your biggest fan. And it's very exciting because she's coming to see you live next week at The Mermaid. Your Christmas spirit has rubbed off on me, and I'll be decorating the house later today. Let's hope, she says, the snow continues and we get a white Christmas in Sweden. Well, we're hoping for white here, as long as it doesn't land in London. Because, was it last year, year before, looked out the window and it was just... And I, it does look pretty. I can't help it. I'm just, I'm just like a giant kid when it comes to Christmas and snow and stuff like that. It's just, it's just lovely, lovely. OK, right, coming up very shortly, the news at 8 o'clock. Will Gowing's got the papers, so we'll have a hot cup of coffee. Stay in bed, don't, don't go out of bed. Stay tuned to LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Sunday Morning, LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen with you till 10, when Andrew Pearce will, uh, will come... Oh, I've just tried to print something off. It's not done it. Anyway, uh, come around to that a bit later. Uh, off into the wonderful world of papers, which I've not done too much this morning. The reason is, I can't find that much in there, so perhaps I need to delve deeper. 
with the help of Will Gowing. Hello there, good morning. Morning. You've got new microphone muffs. We have got new muffs. They're very posh, aren't they? I keep trying to pinch one, but I have a horrible feeling. The more I keep talking about <laughs> it, if one goes missing, I'm going to be the one pilloried for taking They'll the... They'll straight on They're your lovely, case. they're really, they're really nice. nice. Everybody likes them. They're very plush, aren't they? They are, and they are quite... I, I do like them a lot, actually. Mm. I like the little plastic bit. I've got one of those. Pinch one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I've yet to pinch one of these bits, but don't worry, I will. Very nice. <laughs> now, there's uh, not a lot around in the papers this morning. We're all a bit depressed this well, Sunday morning. X Factor, X Factor, X Factor. Everywhere. There's yes. a big uh, News of the World, if uh, you open up the page onto page four and five, double page spread this Sunday morning, uh, all about Danny Minogue. She's uh, done an exclusive interview with the News of the World, oh, so yeah. all about how she feels about the X Factor and how it's going this year. Uh, Danny reveals she cannot bear to be near sleazy Wagner, apparently. Mm. Uh, she thinks Katie is a bit of a drama queen. Wouldn't pay to see Rebecca and uh, even claimed that her own act, Matt, has psychological problems. Words this is of Danny a very there. strange interview because <laughs> if I was Simon and I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, yeah. what, you know, what, what are you saying here? I know. This is a programme that is paying you. In fact, actually, this is the programme that gave Danny Minogue a career. Yes. Because up until this, she was in the doldrums. Absolutely. Big fan of Danny Minogue, but you're absolutely right. She, uh, you know, career was taking a little bit of a nosedive before that came mm. along. Massively uh, increased her profile. Talking about her wages, actually, because apparently there's a bit of a wage war going on as well in the X Factor studios. Uh, Cheryl Cole reportedly uh, earning around about a million pounds per run no, of the X Factor. Really? Um, Danny Minogue is on 300 grand less than that, apparently. What, 700,000 mm. a year? But that's exactly the same. Do you remember years ago, well, it wasn't, it probably was years ago now, when they did Countdown and they decided to get rid of Carol Vorderman? Yes. Because she was on £4,000 a show. Wow. And if they record, which I'm led to believe they do five in a day, yeah. that's £20,000 a day. It's, their series run forever. And you think that's a lot of money. So they get the new girl in, they offer her £400 <laughs> and she, a week. <laughs> and to be honest with you, she actually jumps at it. And I'm thinking, well, you would, but that's really. still... Two grand a day. I don't know many people, unless they're market traders, who earn two grand a day. That's a lot of money. So you can understand why they wanted to cut Vorderman down, because £4,000... It's a huge amount of money. Well, the whole show seemed to take a bit of a, a budget cut, didn't it? But a, a show like Countdown is quite interesting, actually, because it's such an institution countdown. It's obviously got a very loyal audience. Mm. And when they got rid of um, Carol Vorderman, or she left, or however it works, um, you would have thought that the whole show would have kind of collapsed. But it seems to be still a very, very strong product yes. for Channel 4. Yes. So, you know, that's all fine. Uh, so, yeah, lots of X Factor news in the in, in the uh, red tops this morning. A lot happening there. Uh, also, news of the world on page seven. Story about Jordan, who apparently stole a digital camera from... Uh, she went, she went round to see Peter's house, <laughs> and they reckon that, that maybe Harvey picked it up and walked <laughs> out with it. But this is a whole page... I know. I mean, how desperate is Dan Wooten at the moment to go a whole page <laughs> on a camera goes missing? It is a bit odd. God, blimey. On one of the front pages as well of, of, of the paper to have a story about Jordan and a digital camera. We're like, not really that interested about I that. Mean, it's, it is ridiculous, isn't it, really? But apparently uh, Peter has had other worries. Last night he was released from hospital after an emergency stomach operation, mm. but a spokesman for his gig at... Butlins Minehead said it will go ahead. Oh, good news there then for Butlins. Yeah, that was interesting. There was a big thing in the papers, uh, I think it was yesterday actually, about this operation and uh, Peter Andre going in or having some sort of stomach problem. Um, but then on his Twitter uh, later that day, it was announced that his performance, his weekend performance for Butlins was just being put back by 24 hours. So yeah. it couldn't have been that serious. 
Don't know that for sure. Peter Andre uh, Butlins. Hmm. I mean, it's <laughs> end of the pier at Skegness. Have you been to Butlins recently? Not really. No, sorry, I haven't. Because apparently, no. <laughs> surprisingly, it's had a big over overhaul, hasn't it? Butlins. It would need one. Yes, yeah. it would need one. Uh, who who do they want to sing at the uh, the wedding of Wills and Kate? Oh, I love this story. Simon Cowell reckons Susan Boyle should <laughs> sing there. First Simon- of all, we've had Tom Jones offering. I love this. Simon Cowell says that uh, Susan Boyle, as you said, should sing uh, at the wedding. Um, apparently, he's very good friends with Prince Harry. So this is where the connection is going to be formed. And yeah. uh, reportedly, Simon's going to ask Harry to ask Will to ask blah, 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 to ask blah, blah, Harry blah. went to the X Factor. Yes. To go and meet Cheryl Cole, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. And there's actually quite a bit of royal news happening in the papers um, this week. There's also, again, in the News of the World, page eight and nine, there's a double-page spread about... Um, a guy called, now what's his name? I wrote this down earlier. Pete Beadle. He is second cousin of Kate Middleton. Oh, God. So now they've gone out and sent a reporter up to uh, wherever Pete lives uh, to do an interview with him. He owns a, a chippy. So he's very rich. He's very, very rich. We know how much chippies make. Well, they do, because you were talking about yeah. chips earlier, weren't you? In fact, Fr- Frankie Tori used to own chip shops. Really? And uh, they gross a lot of money. They're, yeah. they're, they're generally the things, because people want fish and chips because you think it's cheap food. What you but don't it's know is not. the profit is huge. And all, especially in London. Try and find a chippy in London. Well, the seashell, I think, is about the most expensive fish and chip shop. Very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. Um... And he's saying, I'm not expecting an invite to the wedding, but I'll happily watch it on television. And if Kate and Wills do pop round for, for a bite to eat, he'll give them a free bag of chips. <laughs> because they need a few freebies, don't they? Yes. We need the free bags they're, of they're, chips, Are please. they not going to donate their wedding presents to charity? I'm sure there was a bit last week that oh, said that nice. the wedding presents were going to come in, they were going to give them to charity. So my advice is don't give them a present, they're giving it away. Yeah. You know, because if, if you give somebody a toasty, you don't expect to find it, you know... Propping up sort of Oxfam's window or something. Shut down that John Lewis shopping list on your internet. <laughs> exactly. Stop buying people. Uh, talking <laughs> elsewhere about uh, wedding news, actually, in, I think it's the mirror, this one, um, there's a, a, a lot of news about Kate Middleton being offered Diana's tiara to wear for the wedding. Um, which will be a little bit strange. It's not confirmed as to, whether she, as to whether she will do that yet or not. But, of course, she has Princess Diana's engagement ring, doesn't she? Yes. Which is a bit kind of... I mean, would you? Oh, I don't I think I would. Too. I thought it was a little bit weird. But lovely, but a little bit strange. But the pressure on her must be immense. What if she's chopping a bit of veg and it pops down the sink or something like that? But the size of the rocket probably won't get through the grill. It's worth a quarter of a million now. And it cost 28500 Did it? When they bought it, yes. Back in the 80s? Yes. I think <laughs> she got a discount. <laughs> And then she's get, but you're I right, heard she got it on one of the shopping channels. Because <laughs> it does look a little bit Elizabeth Duke, doesn't it? Because <laughs> you know that you can buy replicas of this ring already. Yes. And they've started selling out. In fact, talking of... I knew there's something that annoyed me this morning. I, get, I watch the adverts like everybody else does on the television, and they do one for Waitrose. And they advertise Heston Blumenthal's Christmas pudding oh, yeah, this is with an orange in it. Yeah. Well, you can't get them. No. Because they've sold out. And you go into the shop and you go to Waitrose, excuse me, have you got it? you know, because they're advertising it on the television, I'm assuming they've got the intelligence to make sure that it's on sale in the shops, as opposed to really annoying everybody. So I go in there, no. So I did Brighton, I've done Kensington, I've done every Waitrose I can think of. You went all the way down to Brighton? Well, not just to buy that, I was down there shopping and oh, okay. going out for lunch. I haven't done Islington. They don't have them anywhere, though. Caroline's they don't have looking them. now for Islington. They are sold out. And so I said case. to the bloke, you know, and they look at you <laughs> as if you're stupid, I said, do you not think... 
You know, that if you advertise something on the television, the millions of people who watch the television are going to go, I'll have one of those, it's a bit unusual. Yeah. And so you kind of overcompensate, as opposed to going, no, we've sold out. Because now you've really, really weed off one of your customers who doesn't want to walk around there anymore. I've had enough of Waitrose, thank you very much indeed. You've either got the stuff, or you take the adverts off the television and say, we don't have it anymore. I'm sorry we wound you all up. Would but you ever be interested in a substitute Christmas no, present? No, I want Something that like one. like a chocolate gatto? No. Or, no? I want that one. They've advertised it on the television. <laughs> it's got an orange. Actually, it's nothing new for Heston. No. Because this is based on an old northern thing, which used to have a lemon in it. Well, it says here, um, Heston reveals, as it cooks, the essential oils from the orange peel infuse the nuts and fruit from the inside out. Yeah. It's an, old, it's an old traditional pudding, which meant that the juice of the orange sort of went through the... It's just a different twist, but it's, it's an old twist from a I long time ago. I bet it tastes ago. lovely, actually. You can't get it! And well, they go, it's... oh, there's been such a demand. I thought, yeah, well, that's what advertising does. Why don't you make your own? I'm getting so annoyed with it, I tell you. It says here <laughs> they have 2,000 of these orange Christmas puds waiting to be distributed, um, but they've all been allocated, so yeah. they obviously can't sell any more, no. can they? As you're saying. Um... Apparently, some of them are now popping up on eBay. There was one last Christmas Friday. Christmas pudding on eBay? Yes, because they're so popular. Well, yeah. you want one. Would you buy one off eBay? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm, Just I'm, out of principle. I, on principle, I wouldn't buy any food on eBay at all. Wouldn't you? Who knows what they've, what they've done with it? They might have touched it or so. Oh, no, God, no. You don't even, even eat anything I bring in. I don't. Well, I try no. not to. You, no, but I, I, I have it. not seen your, your, your kitchen. <laughs> no, you don't want to see my kitchen. Oh, right. Oh, well, I definitely um, don't want anything now. <laughs> um, apparently, these puddings were put on to eBay, or one of them was put on, on Friday. It went on with a bit of 99p, and then 24 hours later, it had zooped up to almost £125. Oh, that's ludicrous. <laughs> that's l- I'm even more annoyed. Ludicrous. I'm even more annoyed. For a Christmas pudding. Yeah, for a Christmas it's pudding. A lot of money. Lots of snow, obviously, around... Uh, particularly to the north of the UK at the moment, with this cold snap that we're, we're bracing. It was freezing this morning, walking in over Waterloo Bridge. You know that little bit of water that you get left in your ear after you've had a shower? Yeah. I could actually feel it freezing oh, in my ears. Yeah. It was that cold. I didn't have a hat on because I didn't want to mess my hair up. You not use cotton you. buds. <laughs> I live with cotton buds. I can't move. For, for, for cotton buds, I'm afraid. OK, take a short break. Back in a second. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. And uh, Barbara went to the Garrick, just over the road here, to see when we are married. Absolutely brilliant. It's got Maureen Lippman. Actually, it's got a huge star cast in it. It's a very pretty little theatre. If you don't mind the trains rumbling under your feet. <laughs> That's what the trouble is in London, isn't it? Lovely picture of Anne Widdicombe attempting to dance, Aww. of which she cannot. But she's not going to wear any revealing outfits. Thank God for that. <laughs> but she's going to wear trousers. She looked a bit like a canary last year. Last, not last year, last week, didn't she? In Rather overweight canary. <laughs> canary, no one can speak this morning. No, I can't speak. And I can't bear Tony Beak. I cannot stand him. He's another one who's irrit... Anton Dubeck, his real name's Tony Beak. But he's just irritating. Is his I'm name Tony? Tony Beak. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's oh, he, he made himself sound a bit pot. He's got that irritating factor. There's something about him you think, I wish you'd stop showing off. We've had enough of it. Why can't you be normal? He's he was... a dancer, though. It's kind of his job, isn't it, to show Ugh. off a little bit? Well, when he turned out to be straight, <laughs> that was a bit of a shock for most people. We went blind. What a straight dancer. Very unheard of nowadays. <laughs> Very unheard of. Um, um, 
There's lots of snow, lots of snow, lots of cold weather in the papers yes. uh, today, obviously, uh, because of the cold weather, particularly to the north of the country. Um, Brits were apparently warned to stay at home last night to brace themselves for temperatures plunging to minus 10. We're apparently going to get the worst of it tomorrow. Um, so some snow showers tomorrow. And also, of course, the tube strike, which is all happy, happy days, isn't it? That's going to make the journey to work uh, tomorrow morning. Yes. Beautiful. We will cope. We do cope in we London. Do cope. We of do cope. We, we do. have to. We're not like, oh, I'm going to give up. We will get there. You know? and I have to say the last tube strike, because we've had two now. This will be our third, won't it, um, in recent times. So the first one was awful. That yeah. was really chaotic. Second one I didn't think was as bad, actually, as the first well, one. To be honest, now we have extra buses. Yeah. Now I've understood the bus system. But even a lot of the tube trains were, were still running. Yes. So there were parts suspended in the morning, then yes. tended to get a service later in the day. Hopefully, fingers crossed, this third one will be even better. Yes. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we, we, I think we're, we'll be good with it. I don't know if you read the story about uh, Vicky Entwistle in the paper this week. Vicky Entwistle, who played uh, Janice Battersby, oh, yeah. uh, was out with her old man on a train and a fan wanted to take a picture. Mm. Anyway, uh, Janice's old man, uh, who's a, a martial arts expert, decided he wasn't having it, so punched this bloke in the face and he went down like a sack of nothing. Awful. So anyway, uh, he, he, he took him to court and... Um, she did her bit in court saying, oh, that's the reason I quit, you know, the soap because of, of fans and all this kind of thing. I think, well, listen, let's not be stupid about this. If you are on television and you're very famous, don't travel on the train. No. Because you're going to get people coming up saying, can I take your picture? If you sit in a restaurant, you know, you could have you hired a car or done something. Anyway, the husband was found guilty of an assault. And... Uh, to be honest, the uh, the man here said she's nothing more than a drama queen. She needs to get with the real world, not the one from Coronation Street. So, in other words, he's a fan who's turned, yeah. which some of them do. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest with you, if you are famous, don't go on public transport because people so. will come up to you because they, they believe the character that they see on, on the television. They but think, think, think you like that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's part of your job, especially if you're in a soap, for goodness sake. You know, you're Absolutely. in people's homes nearly now, every night, you know, for, for a lot of soap. So, you have to expect that kind of connection with with the people that are watching the programme. It's ridiculous to get stressed out over it. Yeah. And like you said, if you're, if you're in that zone, and we all have days where you just can't be bothered in terms of, you know, talking to anyone, even when you're at work, you yes. know, you can do whatever job. It doesn't have to be a job where uh, you're, you're in the public eye or have a profile. But we all have those off days. If you're having an off day and you're in that situation, don't go on a train, don't walk down the street, yes. maybe have a day indoors or, or yes. get yourself a car. Um, there's a uh, double-page spread in the Sunday Mirror today about lots of famous dresses from over the years that have been sold at auction uh, and some interesting prices that have come out of this one. Uh, Judy Garland, the dress that she wore, the uh, little kind of uh, check dress that she wore in uh, Wizard of Oz, that fetched £140,000 wow. at auction, uh, which actually I thought it would have been more than that, to be honest. £140,000, that's quite a lot of money, isn't it? It's quite an iconic dress, though, isn't it? Yes, but how many did they make? That was always the thing. Ah, good point. Because on yeah. most of these Hollywood films, they did two or three, yeah, depending on whether or not the star put on weight or lost weight yeah. accordingly. Liberace um, had every outfit made in three sizes. And Caroline's just said, I bet the shoes would be more. Yes. Yes, the they're shoes probably a little bit more, more iconic. Because you have they? to hang on to these things over the years, don't you? Yeah. And, and make sure they do. Uh, have you got any treasures in your loft that you're hoping will be fetching? A few pounds. Most of my wardrobe. <laughs> Most of my wardrobe. <laughs> yes, expensive, I'm, exclusive yeah. wardrobe. Yes, all my sequin jackets that we yeah. wear for the shows. Any old socks? You don't wear old socks, do you? I don't have old you socks, You change no. socks every day. Yes, I don't have old I socks I love that at all. fact about you. Yeah. 
Is, oh, well, is that, that on Wikipedia? A blister? No. We should that... add that to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I'm, I'm quite happy sort of to not, not to have... I like new socks every day. I got bought some Christmas socks the other day. Did you? Yeah. Some festive... Do you some... do novelty socks? Not really, no. Mm. No. I'm, I might do Christmas socks. I have got some. My brother bought me, I think. They've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday written on them. Not my kind That's of thing handy. at all. And I've had them now for a year and I've not bothered to take them out of the packet. That'll be I'm handy a... when, the, when the brain starts to go slightly. It's going now. In 30 years' time. I do, I do. I sit in the car in the morning coming in and I have to think, right, where did I put my phone? If it's not in my top pocket, because I don't have a top pocket, where is it? And so I have to check my jacket pocket. And then I take, and then I go, <laughs> have I put the house keys in there? Which pocket the house keys in? So, okay, I found the house keys. I didn't throw... Because I, I, I came in here one day with my rubbish... Because I had two Marks and Spencer's bags, and I, I unfortunately threw, threw my shopping away and brought the rubbish in, which what? was quite sweet. You know, can't help it. Oh, my yeah. good. Have Poor you always soul. been scatty, though, or is that something that no, you've noticed recently. coming? recently. Really? Yes. I can't remember people's names. I have to get them to write every... Including yours. Yeah. I have yeah. to get them to well, write it down. that's understandable. I'm nothing. Yeah, but I'm I, no I do one. sit here, and I, I think I've got, you know, somebody coming in, you know, mm. does, Russell, who, and I think, for a brief moment, I completely forget well, who anybody you, is. Yeah. I, I recognise your face, but I'm blowed if I remember what your name is. Well, that's very nice. They have you to write it to down. Remember names, do you? Really? I've sometimes sat here looking at some, something next door, and coming up very shortly, we'll have the papers. <laughs> and uh, this Help week, stretching it out as much as, and they suddenly go, "Oh right, we're Will Gowing," <laughs> you know, it's because I can't remember. It's one of these hazards of getting old. Oh. It's quite nice. I think it's quite no, endearing. Scattiness. It's not. Believe you me, it's not at all nice. <laughs> Does it frustrate you? It, it, it frustrates me in so much as I have to do things three or four. You know, sometimes you walk yeah. down the street and people look at you and you think, I have to look down, seriously, to think if I'm actually wearing clothes, just in case I've walked out and I've not put any on. You know, you do think that. Somebody will look at you and think, I'm not wearing any trousers or something like that. It can be something really stupid. Um, talking about Christmas socks, I really want to talk about your Christmas tree picking, because I think this is incredible yes. that you went over and picked the tree. Yes. Have we got time to talk about this? In Oslo, yes, Good. yes. Um, I th so how did that come about? I don't know. They phoned me up. I got phoned up here by the boss, and he said, he said, how would you... I, mean, I won't quote exactly what he said, because <laughs> he might be listening. <laughs> but he said, how would you like to go to Oslo to cut down the tree for Trafalgar Square? So I thought he was joking. So I said, yeah, right, thinking it won't ever come off. And uh, he, he said, are you, are you up for it? And I said, yeah, yeah. And then I put the phone down. I'm thinking... So, of course, having told everybody I'd done Julie Andrews, they were really impressed. They were more impressed with the tree yeah, well, I think for Trafalgar good. Square than they were with Julie Andrews. It's brilliant. It was the cold. one I've got. Very I hope fast. you've picked a decent one because I have got a little gripe. Over the last couple of years, they've tended to be a little bit skeletal. They are a bit skeletal. This one is a little bit skeletal. It's twenty-seven foot tall. We're going to lop off. Tw sorry, twenty-seven meters. We were talking tall. earlier. It'd be funny if you just came back with a bonsai. Well, do you know, <laughs> I wanted to have this thing where you've got this huge thing that covers the tree, and when when it goes up, there's a little tiny tree underneath it with three <laughs> lights on it. I wanted to do that. I thought it'd be quite quite funny. But it, it is big. They, they, and what they do is, I didn't get one. I should have done. They chop off the bottom of the tree. They, they, they cut off little things. You get a round bit of the tree and you can count the right. rings. Oh, how old it is? 75 years old, this one is. Wow. This is seven, it's a 75-year-old tree. And it is... It, but they've got hundreds over there like that. You see, you like bushy. Yeah, I, I do. Know, see, I, like I also bushy like spruce. bushy Bushy spruce you can't be, mm. and I, I like a blue spruce as well. Yes, I had one of those one year. And that They're was beautiful, aren't they? Beautiful. A little tinge to the to the pines. And our garden centre a few years back sprayed trees with like a flock 
Oh. And, and you ordered it, and they did them in gold, silver, red glitter, and everything else. Oh, I don't else. think I'd like that. Oh, oh, I quite like them. I thought they were <laughs> fabulous. I like to do the decorating with decorations. Do I you? I like my tree to be the tree. I like a tree covered in lights. You know, yes. if, if they say 180 lights on the tree, I want 360. Would we ever have colour lights in... Tra- in uh, no, in tra- they only use white. It's traditional to use white lights. Right, okay. But uh, but and, but all all their trees over there, you get a big bushy tree, sh- a small one, about twelve feet, mm. and they don't seem to have many lights on it. Whereas at home, I've got I think I've got one hundred and eighty <laughs> lights on a fairly small tree. The power grid is surging. It is. I mean, I I am um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You know, the lights go on <laughs> and go like that because I love them. But it was it was very fast. We flew out from Gatwick. Yes. And it's two and a half hours, two hours twenty minutes. Get to Oslo. Private coach waiting for us. Lovely. And just takes... for you and Amanda. There was a couple of other people as oh, well. Okay. Television. A couple of Klingons. We don't talk about them. <laughs> a couple of randoms. And uh, we definitely don't talk about the cameraman. But anyway, that's another story. Because <laughs> he came from this uh, program and he said, "Oh, he said we're, we're from so and so." I said, "Oh, is it still on the air?" <laughs> so you can imagine which one it was. <laughs> Made friends straight away. Made friends straight away. Never spoke to me for the rest of the trip, which was a godsend. And because uh, he was the only one who turned out, and trainers. Oh. The cameraman in trainers, and you've got three foot of snow in the forest. And you you think, think some hardy, hardy walking boots. You, you think, seriously, like it's cold out here. I mean, it is cold. So we then get taken to the Grand Hotel, right in the middle of Oslo. Was it Grand? Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. It was wonderful. I had a suite. Oh, lovely. And uh, it's a bonbon. Very nice indeed. And we go to the room, and there's everything. Basket fruit, mm. cut fruit for you. Booze, ev- whatever you wanted. Sorry, ten, and um, <laughs> well, ten baskets of fruit we had, and it was it was just lovely. And then we go down for the Barack Obama dinner, uh, which was nice. Which was the food wow. that they cooked for Barack Obama when he got the Nobel Peace Prize. LBC ninety seven point three. Text eight four eight five zero. Steve Allen. Don't forget, everybody, the LBC Travel Show with Simon Calder this afternoon from 1. And uh, if you're not on the list for Will and Kate's wedding, could you take advantage of the royal nuptials to find a travel bargain? With snow falling across Europe, Simon's destination of the week is a Tyrolean village from where he'll get a live snow report on the new ski season. Wherever you're heading, Simon will do his best to cure your holiday headaches all on the LBC Travel Show with lovely Simon Calder this afternoon from 1 here on LBC 97.3. So we book into the hotel mm. and uh, we unpack. Because, you know, even if you're going for one day and it was only one night, yeah. you've still got to take a suitcase because well, you've got to take... Course you I'd have. take a pair of trousers and a shirt for the Barack Obama dinner, <laughs> yes, uh, which was the dinner that they served him. So we have that and they give us wine for each course. It's all very nice and the room's beautiful. And the chef comes out and explains each thing. You know, this is reindeer and this is this and this yeah. is that and all the rest of it. Then we go back up to bed. Then we sleep. Then I'm up in the morning to do a piece into Christo's programme on here. And then at eight o'clock, we walk to the city hall, which is just over the way, to pick up the luxury coach again, to then take us to the forest. Right. We're there till 12 o'clock, having photos taken and drinking, you know, hot coffee, which is traditional. And we do the tree, and then the tree gets cut down, and we do that bit. And then we go off to the Nobel Peace Prize Centre yeah. for lunch there, and then they show us around the Nobel Peace Prize Centre. Ooh, it's a proper little trip, isn't it? Then we it? have to record the opener and closer for this programme, and then we go back to the hotel, pick up the luxury coach, back to the airport. Wow. It's exhausting. So quite a busy, busy 48 hours. 24. Then. Was it just 24, 24 hours? 24 hours, yes. And, and when are we going to get to see this tree? Uh, you get to see the tree on Thursday. Okay. <coughs> in Trafalgar Square. That's the unveiling ceremony. Right, OK. With the lights on and everything So where else. is it now? Uh, at the moment, it's in a, on a container ship. Oh, it's all very bleak, in. isn't it? It's all very bleak. It's sitting there all by itself, not knowing it's going to be a oh. famous tree. 
Wow. And that's it. But it, it, it is huge. But they, they cut the bottom bit off, and they cut about three, three, you know, bits off, which you could probably use as a, if you oiled it up, you could do something with it. Make a little table, doorstop. You could make a table, or somebody, somebody's brought it back to make a chopping board out of it. Lovely. Which is lovely, but, and you can say that is the Trafalgar Square Christmas yeah. tree from the year 2010. Because it's very famous. It is very famous, yes. Um, something else, of course, famous for London, the lights. Yes. I've got a little bit of an issue with the lights. Oh, in uh, to, to keep it paper-themed, in the Mail on Sunday today, they've got, a, a, again, a double-page spread, 36, 37, um, all about lights all over the country. There's also a section on um, how other faiths are kind of competing with Christmas lights and, and putting up their version of, of, of lights. Faith lights, you could call them, I suppose. But um, for London, I don't really like the Regent Street lights because they're always themed for it with a movie, aren't they? They're sponsored. I don't like that because I feel like I'm being sold something when I'm walking down there. Yeah. Um, what I love, Carnaby Street are they decorations. Nice They've got lovely lights, but also inflatable decorations this year, oh, right. which are beautiful. You like an inflatable? Yeah, I do. I oh, do. Right. <laughs> I think it adds an extra dimension to Christmas. It does. What are they? Inflatable what? Inflatable uh, Santas, baubles, oh, snowmen, right. things like that. Everything Christmas themed. Oh, right. well, but hanging with air or just on the ground? Hanging. Oh, above right. Carnaby Street. Oh, They're really cool. Oh. Um, Oxford Street lights, I think, are a lot better this year as well. Haven't seen those. They're quite nice, actually. It's just Regent Street. I've got a little problem with that. Yes. I mean, I have to be honest, when I, I came past the first day that they were on, and all you see is the, is the name Disney yeah. above them, and you think, is, is that the only way that we can do it? It's not very festive, is it? It's not very festive. I feel like, you know, Christmas brought you by Disney. Yeah. Whatever it happens to be. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with sponsorship. I like sponsorship. But on the Christmas lights, I think we should... Uh, we should manage to do it ourselves. It is London. We're supposed to be filthy rich. Yeah, exactly. And you could maybe have it half and half. It doesn't need to be lights that are made into giant Disney characters. We could just have lovely lights and then adverts maybe on the street a little bit lower down. Yes. But I want my lights to be generic Christmas lights. I do love lights. And they've got to be super bright LEDs. Yes. All singing, all dancing. All singing, all dancing. <laughs> I, I've, I've, when, when I left Channel 5 years and years ago, we had a, they built me a Christmas grotto. Uh, which had 10,000 lights in it, and it came apart. It slid in on casters. It was made in two big bits with a tree, and uh, we got it sponsored by a company, and they sent in every item in their catalogue. Mm. And one of the things they sent in was a Christmas railway, which went round the tree. And I've got it at home, but I've never had the tree to put it back on again, because I can't remember how it fits together. And it says, it's Santa's sleigh, which oh, lights up, you mean. and it goes, ho, 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 and it goes all the way around the branches. Yeah, the one problem, I've had one of them before, the one problem is when you put the tracks around the tree... You've got to make sure... They're level. Yes. If you get it on a jaunty angle, it's not going to happen. It's the same as it. Your train's like going up a hill. Yeah, and it doesn't do hills. Yeah. But it does do ho, ho, ho. It looks amazing. If you do, it takes a lot of time and energy to get it sorted. Yeah. But it but looks worth fantastic. It. Worth it when it's finished. I just had an idea. Would it be lovely if we could have a little Steve Allen grotto somewhere in central London? We have. You're in it. <laughs> we just haven't decorated it yet. I loved it. That, because, because they knew I love Christmas, they built me this, this grotto. Mm. And it was, it was huge. It was about... Half the size of this room, split in half, made in the scene dock, yeah. and then painted and then studded with 10,000 lights, which twinkled and flashed. So they had to wheel it on, plug it all in, and oh, I nice. sat on like a throne and read out letters from kids who'd written them in. And Drinking the tree, martinis. Drink, well, yeah, <laughs> and always had one of the crew, and every time they wanted to dress up as an elf. So we had an elf costume, and they sat at my feet and handed me the letters. Yeah. The big red thing. It looked really cute, actually. I think it's on YouTube. It might be on YouTube. Very nice. Not too sure, but whatever it was, it was it was a nice thing to do. I don't know if you've watched. Um, uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. 
No, I haven't seen that much. No, of it, see, I don't know a lot about it this year, I'm afraid. Um, and consequently, we've still got the awful Gillian in there. Yeah. Gillian McKeith. Yeah, she's still doing her thing, which is, you know, been massive for her, actually, because it's brought her out of um, darkness. Yes, I wish <laughs> she'd she's been go back for, into it. Where she's been for a while. She has two daughters who've never cut their hair, apparently. They look It's all a little peculiar. bit odd, isn't it, when yeah. learning about her family and her, her background <laughs> a little bit. And also, I did see the clip where she actually fainted on um, doing one of yes. the tasks. And, and you kind of thought, God, you know, for years, all of us were buying her books, worrying about the colour of our, our poo. Yeah. And worrying whether we're eating... Well, you probably I don't know. Whether, whether in, you know, worrying about eating mung beans and blah, blah gajubri berries and all the yes. rest of it and you think well you're not very healthy are you she looks awful considering she's only 51 she looks about 70 yeah so in other words don't follow any of her advice no. when it comes to eating Chuck because the- quite clearly we're doing better <laughs> i should imagine a lot of those dr gillian mckeith books are going to be on ebay this year yes provided you all put the cross through the doctor bit because she's not a she's doctor. not a doctor she's not it was uh, it was mail order yeah and so i didn't was- even know you could mail order a phd yeah. well you just you can you go to Austria, everybody's a doctor. Doctor of music, doctor of food. I'd love to doctor be a doctor of, of something. Well, so you shall be. I'm actually an ordained minister. Are you? Yes, I bought it online in America. Can you marry can, people? Yeah, I can, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's great. You know, I do it all the time. I do, <laughs> do bar mitzvahs and funerals, stuff like that. You know, very popular. Very what a great rates. party trick. It's a great party trick. And you just go online. I've got a document at home saying I'm now an ordained minister from this church. Do you know what I'd do for that? I'd have parties and marry people without them even knowing. That's what I do. Yeah. So do, do they wake up the next minute, morning with a certificate? Do you actually have, have you actually taken him out before? <laughs> you know, you, you're right. You could build it all in, couldn't you? It'd be great. Quite an audience, poor. And then she's still struggling on with her other little program, which doesn't really get an audience. And then Channel Five have given her a, a TV show as well. She's going to be busy. Yes. What's the TV? Perhaps the weight will drop off you now, Vanessa. Is That's it going to be a news. chat show style? They TV say a show. celebrity thing, but she's dragged in her fiance Ben Afodu. Um. I don't know what, what experience he has, probably zero. The one thing I thought about that, that's a blooming long day to do early breakfast and then go yeah. on to her afternoon show. Mm. I'd be shattered. Yes. Well, she obviously needs the money. Uh, but to be honest with you, I know, what the, I know what the budget is for the TV show. Oh, my God, it's done on a shoestring. Really? It really is cheapo, cheapo, cheapo. And Channel 5's going through a fairly major revamp at the moment anyway. They're drafting in lots of new new ideas, new people, aren't they? Yes. Mainly it'll be tacky. It'll be like OK Magazine. And it'll be a bit, it'll be a bit cheap. Lots of girls with big bosoms hosting... Pro- and no Sky News. I think Richard wants to drop Sky News... They're going to do their own news, or I don't know. Well, I think they're, they're going to do celebrity news. The, the contract's worth nine million, so presumably he was saying the other day that he wants celebrity news. He doesn't want that. So at the moment, I think it's Chris Shaw running it, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got Matt Barbet, yeah, presenting, um, who who will be sort of presumably crawling up walls, wondering where his career's going. Oh, oh we like Matt. I like Matt. He's a sweetie, isn't he? Very nice anyway. guy. Yeah, very um, nice man. In the mirror, soap news, top Corrie stars in ID Row on set. Apparently, this is quite funny. It's really established, iconic Coronation Street stars are now being told that they have to have these ID passes. Yeah. So when they come on to set, they have to swipe them through and, and go through bag searches oh, and all the have. rest of it. Well, yeah, but, you know, stars like Barbara Knox, and uh, who plays Rita Sullivan, and, and William Roach, who, you know, plays Ken Barlow, who's been in it since day dot, um, they're being asked to, to show their ID passes. It's a little bit weird, isn't oh, it? I think so. Might Probably be the most like famous it. faces in... 
in Britain, or some of the most famous yeah, places. Yeah, but you know, all the, all these people do that, don't they? They, they? You just get security men who get a bit above themselves. I suppose so. It's a bit, a bit of a job's worth. And also in TV news, Christmas at the uh, BBC. This comes courtesy of our very own Nick Ferrari, page 27 in the Sunday Express. He, he rightly says, we fund the BBC to a tune of more than £4 billion each year. Um, if we don't pay it, then we're thrown into prison. Um, and this year's Christmas television highlights are reruns of Morecambe and Wise at circa 1975, Only Fools and Horses from 1985, and The Two Ronnies from the same year. All fantastic shows, yes, I think we'll all agree. We enjoyed watching them mm-hmm. and continue to enjoy watching them. But should that really just be our Christmas lineup on the BBC? No, not really. A not bit really. boring, isn't it? We want some new, fresh programming. Yes. I'd I- like to see... Um, you know, some Christmas specials of spooks and stuff like that. Some good, hearty, one-off specials. I want to know how they do the advert for Argos with um, Bing Crosby in it. I haven't seen that. They've got Bing Crosby walking into this room mm. for Argos, and then he starts singing, and then he goes... <laughs> well, he's been dead for years. I don't know. It's not a looky-likey, is it? Maybe it was got... a B-side he recorded years ago. <laughs> well, I, to be honest with you... I mean, I'm, I've sat there watching this thing, trying to work out how they've done it. It looks like it's a genuine bit of American television, where he comes on, he goes, hello. Yeah. And does that. And then it goes into... <laughs> it's odd. most odd, very strange. Uh, almost as odd as uh, Channel 4's Three in a Bed, which is now less snappily named Four in a Bed. This is where they take people who own bed and breakfasts out. Oh, I saw this the other night. Did you see Katie Clamp, the most revolting old bag on television? Was she the blonde one? She was the blonde, huge woman. She was horrible. It was vile. Absolutely absolutely disgusting. And if she was running a bed and breakfast, apparently the happy Donkey Hill in rural Wales, the last place I'd ever go is anywhere where she was. She was just revolting. I mean, either she was so thick that she didn't realise how awful she was to these people. She was so rude to this poor man. I'd have stood up and gone, Oi, fatty, Mm. out. Dreadful. She was so vile. And she was one of those really irritating people that creates a wave of atmosphere she quite and then questions the everybody else yes. as to why they have a problem, as yeah. to why they're causing a problem. At, at one point, a rival contestant, Tony, complained that his sheets are covered in animal hairs. Katie, otherwise known as the fat revolting bird, says, what does he expect? This is a farm. <laughs> I mean, she was so vile. I was watching it thinking, do you really think that you're clever or do you realise that everybody thinks you're loathsome? She was so... So horrible. No. I didn't, I'm glad you saw it. I didn't... Uh, yes, yeah, she was very, very repulsive. I saw that, actually, on... She had a row with somebody. If you don't like it, it, cook it yourself. I thought, do you know, somebody needs to teach you some manners, darling, because I hope your business has collapsed now, because, frankly, you were so horrible. Mm. So why would you want to go there? Why would you want to stay there with somebody's that rude? Perhaps she thought she was being clever. It wasn't even a really nice place, either. No! And also, she needs to eat more at the salad bar. You know, I don't <laughs> want to be rude about it, but frankly, love, you're as fat as a building. I mean, you're dreadful. Anyway, I'm glad we all saw that. I feel better getting off my chest. It's only taken me an hour and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> quarter to nine is the time. Time, according to Richard, the last act that performed at Butlin's Filey was the Ivy Benson Band in 1956. <laughs> However, Kevin O'Sullivan says, Great sadness, as ITV2's outstandingly dull Peter Andre, the next chapter, reached another end of another miserable series. The boring Mr Andre, whose last single, Defender, which, frankly, we wet ourselves laughing when we saw him appearing on Strictly Come Dancing, struggled to number 14 in the charts. In other words, just give it up, Peter, dear. It's terribly tedious now. Get a job doing something meaningful, like... 
Don't know. Go back to working in your brother's gym in Larnaca. You know, because at least it was great out there. And spare us your boringly average life. You know, if we see somebody on the television, I expect a little bit of fireworks. Not you saying every week to the children, you really made me proud today. And I'm thinking, you're so bloody boring. Go away, you tedious little man. But anyway, all very exciting. Almost as tedious as poor old Danny Minogue, I'm afraid. And uh, and Gillian McKeith being pregnant. The answer is she's not. Thank the Lord for that one. It's good news, isn't it? She did it. She announced it. She went, I'm pregnant. I'm sorry. Is she, I mean, is she as cracked as we think she is? Or is she just fake? Mm. Most odd. people. She's just really odd. She's, she's like a little child in, a, in an older woman's body. Well, she, well she's only 51. Well, I know, I know, but, you know, she's got this kind of attitude of a teenager. She's really bonk. She's really weird. Yeah, she is weird. I don't too, understand it. No, we're not sure about that. Uh, very quick one here for, from Shelley on the Christmas pudding. Shelley says, you've said the Christmas pudding is sold out, unlike Delia's Christmas cake in a bag that you make yourself. Ooh. You have to buy your own eggs, butter and sugar, and that's a tenner. Because you can, you know... Why don't you just go and buy the things yourself? I don't need it sealed in a bag for me. Yeah, I've seen it in there, and I, I've thought... It's, it's like... I don't know. Why would you want to do that? You just go you and buy the ingredients. Buy, or that, go and buy cake. A lot easier. <laughs> if I could buy <laughs> the blasted Christmas pudding, I'd be a lot happier, I'm afraid, at An the moment. orange. I think you should just make one. Apparently they do take a while, though, to, to infuse. Yeah, I don't mind the infusing bit. You have to leave it. Do. And also you're supposed to make two. So one this year and have one next year, because then all the, That's right. the booze, and add a bit of booze to it. So <laughs> you have to keep topping it up with booze, don't yeah. you, throughout the year. I love this but idea. But nobody ever eats Christmas pudding on Christmas Day, because you're so stuffed. By the time you've done the little sausages with the bacon, mm. and the turkey and the roast potatoes and the, all the other stuff, I couldn't eat a thing. I'm not really a fan of Christmas pudding anyway, actually. I don't really like stodgy puddings afterwards. No. What, what, what do you like? Um, I like chocolate. I'd probably just have chocolate throughout the day, and then after dinner, I'd probably have a little drink. Because the thing is, you're drinking in the day as well. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, of I course drink, you are. I never drink alcohol over Christmas. Isn't that funny? Nothing. Oh, nothing Why? at all. Um, I rest don't know. of the year. Yeah, the rest of the year. Rest of the year, necking right, it But back. I just don't <laughs> at Christmas. I never have done at Christmas. That's I'm more strange. than happy to sit there with, with some satsumas, and that's it. Quite happy. <laughs> I'm quite, I can quite happily sit there with some satsumas, picking the skin off of the way through a satsuma. Yeah. I could eat 10 or 12 No wine for Steve. No, I'm no, quite happy with his satsuma. People always say, you know, so what would you all like to drink? I'd go, I'd love a cup of tea. It's because uh, satsumas are easy peel over Christmas as well. They are easy, and I only lovely. do easy peel. You only have to the shake clementines. them and they fall out. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Lovely. Like, talking of booze, actually, uh, in the Sunday Mirror today on page 19, David Cameron is to slap a minimum price on alcohol in a crackdown on binge drinking Britain. And the funny bit is the minimum for a bottle of wine will now be £2. Well, where on earth would you, A, buy a bottle of wine for £2, B, would you ever drink it? I don't think you would. Two pounds for a bottle of wine. And that's I mean, including the bottle and the top and the label? <laughs> yeah. Is there actually any wine inside? Sure or is that wine, just it's not something like antifreeze, is it, or it something must, like that? It must be terps or something. Vile. It must be white spirits. Two quid. Uh, a litre of spirits, the minimum is going to be £10.50. So no more buying your cheap gin. For your evening g and I never understood the people who did the booze runs to... Um, to Calais. To Calais and come up with all these cases of naff lager. Or sort of rolling tobacco. Stubbies. Think, oh, you saddos. Stubbies and packets of gulwa. Yeah. There's a place over there, it's called EastEnders, isn't it, I think? Run by this big fat bloke who... Uh, over the road? Yeah. Oh, no, no in Calais. In yeah, Calais, That's yeah. right. Yeah, EastEnders. It yeah. is called EastEnders. And I think, oh, who goes over there now? And they bring back, you know, a whole transit van full of cheap booze. Yeah, that was my dad, if he's listening to that. He used to go over there. Really? Not anymore. Though. Not anymore. You see, you get, you get wise to it. You've seen the go, light. Yeah. 
Let me see, to be honest with you, perhaps it was, it was good years ago. And he says, wish our son-in-law a happy birthday for today. He seems a little down. I think he's nearly as old as you. <laughs> I'm not actually sure about that one. Anyway, she says, our Christmas dinner things. may go better this year, as I'll not be laughing at you on the radio. However, not happy that you're not going to be on. Only on the Christmas day. Don't believe you me. Every other day I'm on. Have you been on Christmas Day before, then? Every year. What, live? Yes, always live. Oh, yes, I never do a pre-record. I mean, I do have pre-recorded programmes, but I am... I am live. You are a live person. I am a live person. I can't bear pre-recs, especially on no. Christmas Day, unless it was going to be a, a round-table kind of thing. Do you like working on Christmas Day? It doesn't bother me. I quite enjoy it, actually. Because I finish early enough to then go and have Christmas with the family. Yeah, and also there's a kind of a bit of a buzz, of a kind of last-day-at-school buzz, I think, when you're working on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's I mean, I just nice. feel sorry for all them in the newsroom. Whoever's left up there, they have got a long shift... Yeah. Just sit there, and I, I try not to sort of go, bye, <laughs> you're leaving the building. But they're all wheeling in crates of wine, though, not when they're here. coming in for the not shift. Here. Lu- Aid I saw last year. Aid. that was about it. Party Aid. <laughs> so no Christmas Day this year for you? No Christmas Day. No, I should be going down Christmas Eve to my godchildren. Mm-hmm. I'm staying in a hotel, so I'll have Christmas Eve with them. Then I'm staying in a hotel, then we're back in for Christmas Day lunch, which we're Very having nice. in, a, in, a, in a pub. We've already booked it. In... Twickenham? No, no, no. This is down in Essex. Okay. Down in Epping. So we've already sorted that out. And then uh, back up home that evening and then in here for Boxing Day. And then Boxing Day finish and then down to my brother's for another Christmas dinner. Wow. <laughs> Although he, he has threatened to make the uh, the roast potatoes this year. Normally I say to him, listen, go and get it all in M&S. Mm. We'll just put it in the oven, stop messing around with anything, you know. Don't Shove it all in the microwave. running around the room <laughs> or anything. And then um, uh, he, he said this year, he said, can I make the... Uh, my own roast potatoes. Yeah. So I've relented and said, yes, all right. Aunt Bessie's. I love oh, them. He lovely. actually does the whole bit. He cuts the potato and peels and everything. Mad as a brush, yeah. Quite mad. I made my own potato, roast potatoes last year with um, duck fat. Yes. Which is just brilliant. Is it good? Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Massive, massive difference. Mm. Lovely and crispy on the outside. Yeah, I, they have Fluffy to be crispy and small. And another little tip, actually, for roast potatoes that Nigella came out with last year is sprinkle couscous on the on the potatoes because it makes them even crispier. Before you put them into roast, couscous. get the, the boiled potatoes, sprinkle them in couscous, or right. sprinkle couscous on the potatoes, rather, really? and then uh, roast them. And they're oh. very, very crispy. I d- they have to be crispy. Mm. And they've got to be small. I can't do big. Oh, I like a big potato. No, see, I don't. I like small, because small ones are more juicy. And do you, do you eat do you eat turkey? I do eat turkey. Yes, only like the white meat. Yeah, not don't like any of the, the other little. Don't bits. like the other bits. And None I don't of the do, knuckles or ankles. I never do turkey <laughs> drumsticks. I think they've walked around on that. I'm sorry, I can't oh. do it. It has to be sliced of that. And I do do cauliflower cheese. Yeah, peas oh, and sweet corn. Oh, I love cauliflower mm. cheese. Sweet corn and peas. Sweet not, corn. I'm not a fan of sweet oh, really, corn. I love that sweet reminds corn. Me of school dinners. Oh, does it? All right. Mm. And we've got to have the sausages with the bacon. Pigs in blankets. Yeah. Oh, I can I eat that. I can eat an old tray of those. Yeah. And Very we've got nice. to have gravy. And a Christmas pudding with an orange inside. Well, we're not going to get it. I can tell this year I'm going to be really, really... Livid. He's livid. I'm furious. I don't see why you would have an advertising campaign and then say, I'm terribly sorry, we don't have any anymore. We have 2,000 on order, but they've, they've gone to other people. I don't ask for a lot in life, you know. I'd, I'd, I like to go through my life. Apparently it's beatboxing what Bing is doing in this advert, but it's obviously not him, it must be a look-alike. This is beatboxing in a kind of uh, an acoustic um, singing or noise, but there are lots of different depths to the sound. It's quite quite a skill, actually. Yeah. yeah, I can't do it. (coughs) There you go. 
That'll be on <laughs> the, the LBC Christmas album this year. <laughs> Ed, Edward in Brandon says, uh, the Bing Crosby Asda advert is a combination of old Bing Crosby shows. It's not Asda, it's, it's, um... Argos. It's Argos, isn't it, I thought. Uh, plus a look-alike. The real Bing is the one without his hands over his face, and the look-alike does the hands-over-the-face beatbox bit, which is then superimposed over the real Bing. Uh... The real Bing, he says, is still dead. <laughs> so, thank you for confirming that. <laughs> thank you for that one. I so had it's a obviously just feeling. a very clever cutting yeah. in edit. Yes. It's very good, though. I like Bing Crosby. He, he symbolises Christmas for me. I downloaded a bit of Bing yesterday, last night. Did you? Yeah, ahead for Christmas. Oh, but what, what did you download? A uh, Christmas album. Oh, Christmas, right. like, selection album. Oh, that's nice. But it's all kind of old crooner um, Christmas music. You had that in the background? Yeah, just my... Well, I'm on a gin and dubonnet. Gin and dubonnet. <laughs> that's a royal drink, I'll have you know. Yes. Don't slate the gin and dubonnet. No, I mean, I don't, but both the people nice. who liked it in the royal family, the the, uh, the Queen Mother and Princess Margaret, are both dead. Oh, okay. So, gin and dubonnet out a little <laughs> bit, I think. Just a I little never bit. Never said I was healthy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, put it this way, you're healthier than Gillian McKeith. <laughs> she had programmes telling us how to be healthy. Sadly, no more time. So, do we see you before Christmas? Um, I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll, speak to, we'll speak to the bosses. We'll, we'll, we'll speak to the bosses. We'll see what they have out. to say. Will, thank you very much. Thank you. Lovely to see you. Thank you, Andrew, as well. Enjoy your... Uh, he's, he's off to... Where are you going today? Uh, where am I going today? Oh, I'm going to Ladywell, which I told Steve is near Lewisham. Never even heard of it before. <laughs> Ladywell, I ask you, ladies and gentlemen. You'll have to have a guide and everything for that one and sort of, you know, security. It's southeast, southeast. Oh, dear. Oh, southeast. <laughs> Lovely. News is coming up next. It's LBC, then it's Darren. Have your say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be coming. I'll just check it, actually, at the last minute. We're going to take calls as well. Yes, we take some calls, too. On the usual number. Can't remember what it is. You know what it is. You're an LBC listener. If you're not, go to the LBC website and uh, you can have a look uh, on there. Will will be back with us. Um, still in a chat, 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 chat. That's hopeless, isn't it? Always got nowhere to go at all. Ladywell is obviously not not beckoning loud enough. I'm afraid at the moment. Anyway, it's nice to have you company. Welcome to Sunday. If you just woke it up, it's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. It's too cold to do anything at all, and I nearly put a vest on this morning. Nearly, but didn't quite. I quite can't quite succumb to a, uh, a vest even though it's a bit chilly. So if you're, if you're going outside, as we did on Friday to the uh, Winter Wonderland, it was what's commonly known as brass monkey weather up there, wasn't it? It was freezing. Anyway, Darren's back with us. Morning. Morning. I cycled in. That's when you know it's freezing. Oh, I'm not sure we'll I can manage gloves. that. Yes. We're going off to the Mermaid later. I don't think we'll be... Uh... There's lots of um, very well-dressed people out this morning. Really? outside hotels waiting for cabs. Oh. What's going on today? Well, yes, in Brighton. I was waiting for somebody to tell me because we went along there and there's a load of people standing just down from the seafront, the Hove End, wearing... Some of them were wearing yellow sou'westers and some were wearing black. And it wasn't just a few... This was a few hundred people. That's what people wear in the countryside. Yeah, but they were all standing there, staring out to sea, and I thought, perhaps it's an advert. Longing to go out there. (laughs) I was longing for them to go out there, too. (laughs) Anyway, it's been a big week in uh, technology terms for um, iPhone 4 users. I've lost mine, yeah. And uh, iPad users. And I do think iPad users users will be... Well, non-iPad users might be interested in your how low. Yes, because it's an Apple iPad. Well, good link, Darren. It's an Apple <laughs> iPad today, and you've only got an hour, an hour for this one, uh, because it finishes at 10 o'clock this morning. So all you have to do, if you want to get your hands on my Apple iPad, is um, is just, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, is just, 
Sorry, I'm reading a text which made me laugh. It's just get yourself a telephone, you know, your mobile. Are you having one of your dubs? I'm having episodes? one of my turns, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all of a sudden, I became a bit vague. I'm ever so sorry. Uh, so, this one is perfect for browsing the web, reading and sending email, watching HD videos, listening to music, enjoying photos, playing games. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down. Ten o'clock this morning, so under under 60 minutes. To play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. So, for example, if you want to bid uh, 99 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 99, just the numbers, and then send it to treble 821. If you want to bid, say, £2.99, you text Steve, 299. You don't need to put dots in or anything else like that. And send it to treble 821. The competition finishes ten o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Got a 9.7-inch resolution screen and a 10-hour battery life. One really the, good. One of the surveys in the paper today said that the, the number one gift that men want this year is the iPad. Yeah. Um, if you've got one, there's new software that's come out this week which allows you to finally multitask, meaning you can do more than one thing with it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you've got the new Apple TV that came out a few weeks ago... This is one of the most interesting things you can do with it. Say, for example, you've downloaded a movie onto your iPad where you're out on a, you know, on a trip. If you want to watch it on your television, if you've got Apple TV, there's a little button you just push and immediately your movie immediately pin- appears on your television. Hmm. If you're listening to the LBC app, for example, on it. Oh, somebody asked me about the LBC app. Um, if you're yeah. listening to LBC on it and you've got your Apple TV plugged into your uh, television, you push the button and LBC will come through your television. So you don't need to have Sky or... Um, a tuner or anything like that, you can yeah. just use your iPhone or your iPad. My very, friend very Helen clever. is listening on her television down in Brighton. Well, lots of people do because we're on Sky. Yes, but she's a bit excited about this. She said, your voice coming out of my television. Mm. How peculiar is that? Yes. <laughs> Even I think it's peculiar too. But it's, it's good, actually. A lot of people are asking about the LBC app. Good. So now you know. OK, down to business. And we take your uh, phone calls as well. So if you've got a question for Darren... Give us a ring on the usual number. I can't remember what it is. I have no idea. What it, what is it? Do we know roughly? It's 08-something. Yes, it's 08-something. It's, mm. it's a very good number. So uh, check it out. Go to the LBC website. It will tell you the number on there. I'm being a bit Nick Ferrari this morning. He, d- he does that all the time. He said, I haven't really got enough time to, uh, to pass out the LBC number. So here's one from Ken, who says, Twice in recent weeks, I've received notification that an update for Adobe Reader was available to download. On both occasions, I downloaded the update, but both times it caused a problem. Okay. Is it working all right now? Um, yeah, well, he says, he says, my question is, do I actually need Adobe Reader? And if I do, how do I download the update without experiencing the same problem again? Um, uninstall it completely, reboot your computer, and then you can go to Adobe's website and download it directly from there. But whether you need it depends on um, whether you need to read PDF files or anything like that very often. Right. I wouldn't worry about it until next time you need it, because then you can just simply download it when you're ready, rather than having it sitting on your computer causing problems. OK, fairly All straightforward, right. fairly straightforward. I just looked out the window for a brief moment, I thought it was snowing. It isn't. <laughs> I, just, I just looked, and I'm sure perhaps a piece of paper fluttered down to one side. Uh, Steve went to see Maria Friedman in The Invisible Man, loved it, you would love it. Thank you very much indeed. I don't know who that's from, because it came in on, uh, on a, a multimedia message. Uh, one from Sue, love your show. Um, is it Ducheck.exec want me to install an update and says it'll make changes to my computer? Is it Ducheck? J-U-Check. Yeah. J-U-Check is part of Java, which is a thing that helps websites. And oh, right. Is it safe? 
Well, sometimes it isn't because some mm. viruses and trojans you pretend to be this service. So make sure you have um, anti-spyware software installed. Go to lbc.co.uk forward slash gadgets. Lots of recommendations there. Um, run that and it will tell you whether or not this is the correct version. Right. It's safe if it's coming from the right place. Mm. Okay. Safe if it's coming from the right place. Yeah. Just be careful. I've said before, you know, if somebody says, I get these things now sometimes, they go, hi. And I look at the thing, I've got no idea what you are, so you go straight in my, well, it's already in my junk mail, but I like to, to check these things, mm. which is much easier. Uh, Graham's got a question for you. Poor souls on the Isle of Dogs. He can't help it, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Hey, hey Darren, how are you doing? Oh, yeah. I've got a Lenovo ThinkPad. I've had it for a year. It's, it's, a, it's a good spec. Um, I upload uh, a lot of TV on this thing and then take it off once I watch it. Um, I just wondered, do hard drives cache in the terms of... Um, I've, I've taken a lot of stuff off. At one point I saw I had about 100 gig free. And right. then... Um, it seemed to come on again, and now I can't seem to find how I've got so much storage taking up space on my hard drive. So you think you may have some hidden stuff on your hard drive? Yeah, somewhere. a lot of hidden stuff. Um, have you run CCleaner? Yeah, yeah, I've done all done that. All I've downloaded that. that from the website. Um, and I've just uh, run a kind of a file thing that kind of goes through and, and details all the files on your hard drive. And is anything huge on there that pops up? No, I mean, I download a lot of FLAC files from live music download sites, but... Likewise, I always um, strip them off and put them onto an external hard drive. So, apart from reformatting everything, I was just wondering... Are they wondering still if... on there, do you think? Are they still sitting there? Uh, well, well that's what the... I can't find. I can't find anything on there, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, if I, if I formatted the hard drive, does that mean I've just got to reinstall everything? Yes, it would do, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, how long is it... Have you, have you done it since you bought it? No, no, no. I mean, the problem's only happened about three months ago. It's not, um, I mean, it's not a bad idea to reformat your computer once a year, especially if you use it a lot. But uh, obviously, so, it's an afternoon of your time that you yeah. have to devote to doing it. It's on the Isle of Dogs. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly going right. to go out and start pruning the roses, is he? <laughs> <laughs> if you've looked on the hard drive, it's like a visualizer thing, is it, that shows you how much um, space uh, is being used by what? Yeah, it's a, it's a visualizer thing. I see the pie chart, and I see the... You know, the bar that says I've got about 8 gigabyte free, which I just don't understand. And is I mean, there if I, anything that's particularly large? Um, well, mainly I just download, I mean, the files I usually download are, you know, 30 gigabyte flat files from live shows people have, have recorded and then post several days later. Right. Um, I mean, but if I, if I right-click format, does that mean I've got to reinstall all the software as well? Because I don't think it came with the install disks. Yeah, it won't, it won't let you... Actually, if you do right-click and format, it won't let you do it because it yeah. realises it's about to destroy itself. Yeah. You need to find the discs that um, either came with it when you bought it or yeah. they may be on your hard drive in a special folder, okay. a reinstall folder. Right. You need to check with um, IBM or um, whoever. Who yeah, I'll shoot them up an email. Well, yeah, th- thanks for your time. Okay. All right, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks, thanks so Graham. Graham and the Isle of Dogs. Oh, oh, I was called the Isle of... Why could it be the Isle of Cats? It sounds more nice, doesn't it? Because Andrew and Lloyd Webber would sit, live there. That's right, of course, yes. Uh, Keith and Wanstead. memory all day long. Used to, used to buy a bag of chips on the way home from swimming. They cost four pence, four D, less than two P, including the newspaper they were wrapped in. The cost, he says now, is about 70 times up from that. I know, it's ludicrous. £2.50 a portion in my local. Well, what did we, yeah, well, we, we spent £2.50 up at the fair, but we waited... They were revolting. But we waited an hour, didn't we? Yeah, half an half hour an for hour. them. Disgusting. And in the end, the guy gave us a free portion, because the guy cooking them, and frankly, you know, if I'd had a camera crew, I'd have filmed the chef cooking, because he, he cooked this burger for this woman, gave it to her, and it was cold, because what they were, they were part-cooked 
he took it out of the fridge. It looked disgusting. And also, he didn't have any gloves on or anything. It was just not, not good at all. Uh, Steve says, Brandon, uh, I'll, I'll give you the question, then we'll come back to the answer after okay. the, uh, the travel. I bought a MacBook Pro, and I know very little about it. I'm wondering if there's an easy way to convert MP3 music file to, is it WAV file? Yep. Uh, reason being that my Pioneer CDJ only reads WAV. Right. Yet it's the early CDJ, could do with an update, but I don't feel the need. Would love it if you could point me in the right direction. OK, so do you want to think about that? OK. And I'll go and have a little chat with Craig Birchill and we'll check on the state of the roads for you. Good morning, everybody. So don't forget, we've got my how low. You've got 42 minutes to get your hands on the Apple iPad for this morning. Details coming up very shortly. Uh, Darren's here and Peter. Oh, sorry, no. But we go, we've got to go back to the, uh, the answer for Brendan. Yeah. Brendan had bought the MacBook Pro and knows very little. Is there an easy way to convert MP3 file to WAV file? You can do it in iTunes, which comes with your uh, MacBook Pro. If it's not on there, just go to apple.com, download it. And the way you do it is you open iTunes preferences. So go to iTunes and then click on the preferences button. Then you click on general and then you change the import settings. There's a little window that pops up there. And in the advanced menu... You can then choose one of the following options, and you can create an MP3, an AAC, or a WAV version. On as you want the WAV, create the WAV version. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Good luck with that one, Brendan. Shelley says the caller complained about lack of space and hidden files. Do a search on Windows Explorer by file size. You can search for any file larger than XXMB and include hidden files. Then you can yeah. see what's taken up. It may be a hidden file. Yeah. but He has got a mapping thing that gives him tells him exactly where everything is. But, right. Uh, Sounds like something's being stored somewhere that he's not aware of. Yeah, exactly. Lord knows what it could be. Uh, Peter in Ilford. Hi, Peter. Hi, how are we? Oh, well, I'm good. I like Ilford. I know Ilford very well. My grandmother's buried there. (laughs) (laughs) What what a cheery thought. There we go. Not bad for a Sunday morning. (laughs) Right, quick question. I have uh, a laptop which I've been using all the time. Um, Now I've just invested in an iPad. I'm a chauffeur, so I need an iPad while I'm on the move. Now, I've got a lot of invoicing to do and everything else. What is equivalent software for an iPad as to Office? Um, what can I use on an iPad to do invoicing? Uh, there's Apple's version of it. It's called Pages. Pagen? Pages. P-A-G-E-S. Okay. And uh, that's a word processing system. If you need the other things, such as presentation, and uh, there's, there's three versions that all, all form part of the iWork package. And you can buy okay. them individually for your iPad. So the one that you want for the... Uh, for, for invoicing is called Pages. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. All right. Have there a- you go. Cheers, Thank you, it. Peter, very much indeed. Hey. I must just take issue with Marks and Spencer's truly indulgent all-butter mince pies. Yes. I only just noticed it now. It's got all-butter pastry, mince pies deep with delicious rich mincemeat made with juicy sultanas, currants, raisins, almonds and dried apricots and lashings of brandy and port. So I thought, oh, good. I wonder what that means in Marks and Spencer's terms. What it means is 3%. That's, that's lashings, apparently, according to them, and 2% of port. So, in other words, 5% in Marks and Spencer's terms is lashings. Well, seeing as the sell-by date is the 30th of November, obviously not that much in there, because the more booze they have in, the longer the shelf life, because of the preservatives. 5% means absolutely diddly squat, I'm afraid. Do, do check on the back of these things now. Well, Very to my local supermarket. Mm. Potato and Swede, you know, the ready-mashed stuff. Oh, yeah. £1.24, two for £3.00. £1.24, £2 for £3. <laughs> yes. They did this on Watchdog. I know. And then the next day, the price has suddenly changed. £1.60 or 2 for £3. <laughs> so in a matter of a day, the yes. price went up and then suddenly they were trying to offer you a bargain mm. saying if you bought two of them, it'd be £3. Some of these supermarkets. Marks and Spencer's, Dodgy. water. 
two-litre bottle, whatever it is, or litre bottle, used to be Scottish still water, 37p. Yeah. Then it went to 39p. Then it went to 41p. The latest price that they're having the audacity to charge is 43p for the same bottle. So I did query it. Uh, and say, was there a world shortage of water? Because if there was, I'd like to take you to some countries where they've got loads of it. Perhaps you should get it from there. Ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, Lynn says, Darren, I set up a new BT hub yesterday, Mm -hmm. and now all my icons from the top, like, spell check, have disappeared. How can I get them back? Go into your Explorer, right-click on Start, and then it says Explore. Explore your um, uh, computer so you get the programmes. And then when you look in programs, you'll see all this software that you use. Just drag the icon onto your desktop and it will uh, reappear. But don't have too many things on your desktop. It's good on a Windows machine to have a clean desktop. Otherwise, you'll find that your computer will slow down after time. OK, excellent. Good for that one. Uh, please, says Jane in Hawley. PC starts up, but monitor locked in safe mode. Screen black. Can't do any procedures. Hmm, this is an odd one because it sounds to me like the computer's gone a bit... Odd. So you reboot the machine, push F8 just before it chimes. You know that noise it makes when you just start a Windows machine. And then it should give you a series of options to start with the last option that worked, um, start with those drivers and so on. If that works, try it with the last settings that worked. If not, reboot again and then see if there's anything that you've installed recently that's making this go a bit odd. Right. Debbie says, since I installed the update on my iPad, I've had problems... When viewing the Tesco site, it initially connects to the site, but when I select any product to view, it immediately disconnects me and I just get the iPad home screen. It used to be OK before the update. It sounds like it's crashing when you get the home page. Hmm. So there's something that... Uh, Is Safari... that her, her, her problem or...? It could be a Tesco issue. Actually, if you've got an iPad, I haven't one in today. Have you got your iPad here? No. No? No. No, we've got an iPad <laughs> here. Um, we could try it for you, see if it happens with everybody. Hmm. It may be an issue with the programming... I'll Somebody try else try that home. for us? Yeah, try that. If you've got an iPad, go to the Tesco website and see what happens. OK, good luck with that one. Um, one here from Sarah. Can you tell me why my firewall sometimes is off when booting up XP? How can I resolve this to stop it happening? It shouldn't be off. Every time you start, it should be in the same position that yeah. it was when you turned it off. What, what's she doing? Well, it may be some dodgy software that's appeared. It could mm. be a Trojan, it could be anything. So go to LBC's website, run all the software on there, make sure everything's up to date in terms of the definitions on your viruses. And you may want to look at an alternative firewall. There's lots of firewalls out there. Right. If you go to download.com, they are free. free firewall. There are free ones. Right. And uh, turn off the Windows one and try one of the ones that's on download.com. Okay. Uh, Ray in Romford has a Dell Inspiron, and for some time it stated the battery needs replacing. Yeah. We only use the, uh, the laptop indoors. We only ever have it running off the mains. Just last week I tried to boot it up, and the number lock light just keeps flashing, and it doesn't go through any further boot-up procedures. You need a new battery, even though... Even though you're, you're not using the battery, yeah, you need one. You do need one. Because people think that if you plug it into the mains, it's saving your battery. It's not. Not, no. So you need to get a new battery, unfortunately. Look at me knowing that. Look mm. at me knowing that, honestly. On a Sunday morning... No extra charge for that information. The Steve Allen Computer Clinic is open. <laughs> if in doubt... I'll present, you answer the questions. <laughs> Where are they? We could have fun with that one, yeah. couldn't we? Can you imagine? Um, Pete's got a problem with iTunes. OK. Can get to the site, but I can't download CDs. All I get is a message stating that iTunes has stopped working after I click yes to importing the CD. It looks like it's working for a moment, then the same message pops up. 
I've tried various CDs, so it's not just one corrupt disc. So he's importing CDs from his own collection, by the sound of it. Yeah, he, he's obviously... Uh, he, he's, he's trying to download okay. the CD. Well, I think that means he's ripping his own CDs rather yes. than download from yes. the store. OK. So, it could be a number of issues. There's either there's something wrong with iTunes, so you could uninstall iTunes, go to your uh, remove, add and remove bit, take it off, download it again, reinstall it. Or it could be a sign that your DVD stroke CD player is on the blink. You might not be able to read the discs properly. Oh, right. If it's happening with lots of CDs. Um, does he say what sort of computer it is? Is it a laptop or uh, a... doesn't say. doesn't say. You might want to get a little bit of air blast to see if there's any dust on the, the laser Don't buy lens. a can of that air. I, I've generally got a can hanging around. Yeah, might yeah. be that. Have a little tss here and a tss there. Unless it's under guarantee. Here it's, it there it's, everywhere it's tss. Old Steve Allen had some air. E-I-E-I-O. Sorry. <laughs> I can tell he's been eating things with sugar in it, can't <laughs> You can always tell, can't you? I tell you, very entertaining at parties. He doesn't need alcohol anymore. Just Rubbish when I'm asleep, but fantastic at parties. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, um, talking of sleep, hmm. there's a fantastic new app out for your phone. Helps you sleep. No, I've, I've been having hours of fun with this one. Right. It's called Sleep Talk. Do you talk in your sleep? And it's a little oh, app. Oh, no, I'm not <laughs> sure we want to hear that, thank you. It's much. a little app that uh, you put onto your phone, mm -hmm. and then you plug your phone into the mains, obviously, as you would overnight charging it, and mm -hmm. you place the phone next to your bed. I'm not going to play you. Um, and it will we'll start... Does it play you? I'm not... Has it, it recorded you? Yes, it has. Hours of it. I don't talk, though. The snoring is unbelievable. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear that. It's called sleep talk. But, uh, fortunately, I don't talk in my sleep anymore, but... Um, I don't think I talk in my sleep. The frightening thing about it is how often you do snore. On the first time I used it, it had 900 recordings. <gasps> oh, it only comes to life when you start... Yes, it doesn't just record anything. It oh, just recognises right. Oh, 900 times in and the it, night. Yeah, and it, you can hear yourself turning over. You don't want this application. If my auntie is listening, not for you, love. Sleep talk, it's called. Sleep Worth talk. trying out. How much is it? Oh, I think it's 59p or something. Right. Not very much. Well, I'm not remember. sure I'd want that, actually. <laughs> That's too depressing. Try it tonight. Yeah. It'd be hilarious. Oh, See no, that would... No. i tell you for why. It, why it wouldn't work for me, because I have my DVD player on on the bed. Yeah, but that will switch itself off. Yeah, but... Oh, I see. Right. And then this will turn on. You can set it to turn on after an hour or well, whatever. I couldn't bear if it came up with 1,700 times you'd snored. Because most, most people want to think that they don't snore. I've got one hour and 53 minutes on the first day of snoring. Of snoring? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Terrible. Quickie. Yep. Uh, from Simon, updated my iPad software to the latest version. Since then, I can't find a way to turn off the LBC app on the iPhone 4. Okay. It's easy. Uh, the little home button on the bottom, double-click on that. Yep. It will give you a list of all the programmes that are open. As you flick through, you'll see the LBC app. Hold your finger on, a little minus sign will appear. Click the minus and it will take the LBC, it will close the LBC app. Right. OK, there you go. Nice and easy. Uh, if we didn't get round to you, sorry. Uh, you have to be a little bit quicker off the mark uh, next week. Darren's back with us on... Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm trying to think when it was, actually. As we head into Christmas, because what have we got? 30 days, half September, April, June and November. So you've only got a couple more days of this month, and then we're into December. And then before you know where you are, it'll be Christmas. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Steve Allen. Twenty-eight minutes to uh, ten. Steve Allen's. I was going to say early breakfast. Actually, I think it is early for many of you. If you've had a particularly late night. Still cold in London. Still no snow. For that, we should be grateful. Tube strike later on today. That'll is disrupt it today? a lot. Of, yeah, it starts today. 
starts today. Well, it's 7 o'clock this evening, oh. and then it'll run through tomorrow. But we, we will get through it with the help of LBC's travel uh, team, and you as well, because there's extra buses, there's bikes. London is stoic spirit. We are stoic. We managed to get through a war. I'm not going to be put off by a, a tube stroke. Yes, yeah, so we're not going to be put off and held to ransom. No. Andrew Pierce is with you after the news I at am, 10 this morning. And I'm going to be talking about minimum prices for alcohol. We hear this all the time. Oh, finally, yes. finally... Excuse me. Bless you. Finally, it seems the government, this government, Cameron is going to order supermarkets to stop selling alcohol with these lost leaders to get people in the shop. Not just alcohol, they do everything as lost leaders. Yeah, um, whether it's going to be legislation or an agreement, but now, that sounds sensible, but why should good, hard-working, middle-class, ordinary families be discriminated against because of the slobs who get drunk? Yes. That's the problem with it. Yes. I'm also talking um, about the tuition fees vote that's coming up. It's going to talk to a Lib Dem. Is he going to abstain or is he going to vote against? Or is he going to vote for the increase in tuition fees, considering their legislation? And my guest for an hour is um, Chuka Amuna. He's a Labour MP for Streatham. He's Ed Miliband's parliamentary private secretary. The man to have in the audience in the studio today because <laughs> Mr Miliband is struggling, is he yes. not? He's had a relaunch and he's only been a, a leader of the Labour Party for nine weeks. Seems so much longer, doesn't it, really? Andrew, thank you very much indeed. Andrew Pierce is with you. After the news at ten this morning, we'll leave you the uh, Twiglets and the Satsumas. Treats. There you go. It's a nice little treat today for you, because it's festive. It's very festive. And we've kept the studio nice and warm for him as well, because it's good. Because normally during the week, as you know, with Nick Ferrari, he likes the studio fairly cold. He does like it very... In fact, he likes it sub-zero temperatures. Even he walked in a couple of times last week. We were sitting here with coats on because it was that cold and he went, oh, it's a bit chilly. I thought, yes, you like it chilly. Good luck to the uh, the water rats uh, who are having their due. I, I, I am not going tonight. Normally I, I would go, but uh, I've been for the last uh, few years and uh, and not uh, not going to this one. Nick's, Nick's doing the, uh, the speech for this one. And so he'll have a lovely time, actually. They're very, very hospitable. Um, I, me, me and the Lady Rattlings go back a long way. We have, we have a good experience with them, and I shall see people later on uh, down at the International uh, Magic Convention. I shall nip and have a quick look at the dealers, just see if there's anything that we can uh, use for the show next Saturday. Uh, a lot of people talking about this, this application that Darren talked about, the Sleep Talk Recorder. The sleep talk recorder. I'm always fascinated by that. Although, as he say, he recorded himself 900 times. And what it is, you'll find it on iTunes uh, or in the applications. And it's about 59p, he thinks. And what it does, it's, it's voice activated. Strangely enough, it's not the first time I've heard of voice activated because years and years ago, when I used to work for a, a radio station that played music, the programme controller used to do what we call air checks. And uh, to save him having to listen to all the music, he had the... um, And and we learnt about this (laughs) over a period of weeks. Every time the microphone got turned on in the studio, it activated the the tape machine. And so we would stand on a chair and look into his office. And if the red light was on, we knew that he had the tape machine in there. So what we would do is just push the microphone just up a little bit, just to activate, use up the whole tape in about five minutes, which was quite good. But this application on, on Apple is so that you can record yourself at night. So, in fact, you can find out if you sleep talk. I suspect, really, it's to find out if you snore. And, of course, a lot of people uh, do snore, and uh, and it's it's not supposed to be very good for you. We went, yesterday, when I went down to Brighton with my friend Helen, who lives down there, we tried to find a winter coat. Well, we went in probably about three or four shops. So today she's going to Blue Water, determined to find a coat that she likes the look of. Because, for some reason, there's not a great deal of, of long 
coats out there this year, and it's very difficult to find them. So she's off hunting. For ladies especially, seems to be lots of short coats, three-quarter length coats, but nothing full length that you can really wrap around. And if she'd been to Oslo with me and Amanda during the week, last week, uh, you'd have needed a coat. Because I said before, it was, it was quite a trip and a half. In fact, it was a bit more than a trip and a half. It was probably two trips. Uh, it's very quick to go to Oslo. It takes about two hours, 20 minutes on the plane. Although on the way back, it was phenomenally quick. I mean, the, the pilot must have put his foot down. I don't know how it works on aircraft. But really amazing. And I think we did it in about one hour, 40 minutes. Whatever it was, we, we, we came in way ahead of schedule. Even he was surprised. So that was very good indeed. But we had a lovely time. We stayed in the Grand Hotel. Right in the middle. You can check them out on the website. It's a lovely, what I call an old-fashioned hotel, old-fashioned service. Staff appear to have been there, and I did check, for a long, long time. Long, long time. Really, really nice. Lovely, comfy rooms. But the one thing you'll notice about Oslo is the thing that I noticed, was that compared to London, which has got 9 million people, Oslo, the whole of Oslo, 600,000. So rush hour for them... It's just, it's, it's just like a normal, not even a rush hour here. I don't think anything would prepare you if you came from a very quiet country to London, because London is just busy all the time. Even on days where they say, oh, it's not very busy today, it's chock-a-block. The only area where you'll find hardly anybody is Fleet Street at the moment. You can walk up and down Fleet Street and look at the buildings, look above the shops, and that's very entertaining. Go down to the bottom, do St Paul's, turn right, go down to the river. It's really lovely, really, really nice. So uh, we have a lovely time over there. I mean, really, really nice time. Very busy. We go off 40 minutes out of Oslo, deep into the forest. We park up and and then we trek off through the snow because they've had some snow out there. In fact, they've had quite a bit of snow. And it was really lovely. The tree's there and it's got a mark on it. So you know where they're going to start sawing and they've got a saw half in it and we do the axe and we do the photographs. And uh, down comes the tree and you will see the tree in Trafalgar Square, uh, Thursday, Thursday of this coming week. That's when we light the tree. And uh, I'll be down there, the Mayor of Westminster. And uh, there'll be choirs and all sorts of things. And it's quite nice. We, we, we love the Trafalgar Square Christmas tree. In fact, we loved Oslo. We went to the Nobel Peace Prize Centre. We had lunch there. I was hoping for a little bit more. I was, <laughs> they said we're having a light lunch. My idea of a light lunch. Uh, we, we had, I had carrot soup because I cannot stand fish. So they did me carrot soup and then we had a, a dessert. And I thought, perhaps I've missed out the middle course. But it was, it was really lovely. And if you go to the LBC website, have a look at the, uh, the pictures from Oslo. There's about 44 pictures up there. And we put a couple of extras on as well. There's a couple of extra pictures up there uh, which were sent in by the, uh, the lovely promotions company. It was, it was really... It was, it was the kind of thing you'll only do once in your lifetime and, and you just remember it. So everybody's saying, what was it like? And I'm going, it was so cold at one point they had to propel me in front of the fire because I got so cold and apparently one time I went blue and so even the mayor of Oslo went and the, the, the mayor of Westminster she went you look a bit cold Steve you need to go and stand in front of the fire it was cold I can understand people when they say they, they get frostbite but it's a big tree you're not going to be disappointed in the size of it it's big 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 28 metres it is 28 metres and what we've done is uh, we're going to record a bit uh, in Trafalgar Square on Thursday, Amanda and I, and then on uh, Christmas, on Boxing Day, there's going to be a programme, and it's going to incorporate the tour around Hollywood on the top of the bus that broke down twice, uh, meeting Julie Andrews, and In Search of the Christmas Tree, with all the interviews that we did, and then 
the tree up and running. So it'll be a complete hour programme, and you better download that later. But that'll run on Boxing Day on LBC. Plus, of course, we'll have a pantomime programme as well, as we went out the other day and we interviewed all the, uh, the panto people, including Barbara Windsor. And also a lovely lady called Dina, who is... She plays Viv in Emmerdale. You know that she's been dropped from Emmerdale. And uh, between you and me and the gatepost, I've got a few, uh, few revelations on that one. Uh, fascinating. We've really had a nice time down there. So the, for the past few weeks, it's really been very, very nice indeed. In fact, this year, I've been thanking God more than usual. Because uh, we're going to be busy over Christmas. We'll have four-hour programmes every day. But uh, nothing, I think, tops flying over to meet Julie Andrews in... Los Angeles and Santa Monica. Just really amazing. Lovely hotel. And then to go to Oslo to supervise the cutting down of the tree and then to bring it back. And every morning when I come in, I'll be seeing the tree in Leicester Square going, I know that tree very well. I know that tree. Extre-. And everybody I've spoken to gets more excited about that than anything else. <laughs> but really, really lovely. So details uh, will be c- coming up on LBC and we'll mention it all the time. But have a look at the pictures. If you've not seen them, if it's uh, your first time, lbc.co.uk. And that's also the place that you go to to learn about podcasting and to read all the blogs that uh, that are all put together. And you'll have those after the programme. Don't forget James Max this afternoon from four. He'll be discussing the future of the euro following the Irish bailout with the head of uh, Motley Fool, Dr David Kuo. Plus, the pair will be discussing the repercussions of Britain cutting their spending by 10% this Christmas. Do you think that'll be you out there? Will you be cutting your spending by 10%? I never know, actually. I just have to go by what it costs. I don't, I don't seriously think about the cutting of the costs there. Perhaps I might not do as many bottles of champagne this year as I did previous year. So forget that one, I'm afraid, Caroline. That's gone out the window straight away. It'll be a voucher for Bottoms Up or something like that. Two-pound bottle. Uh, James will also bring you a Markets Roundup with David Buick from BGC Partners, and you can join him for the day's top stories. That's Sunday from 4 on LBC 97.3. Uh, Chris says, we brought a pop-up seven-foot tree with lights and decorations. <laughs> How funny. Uh, and Dee says, Bob Crow must be fuming. The, true, uh, the tubes uh, wouldn't have been running anyway because of the snow. One flake and they stopped, so the strike means... Nothing. Oh, I know. I know. Total failure. But, I mean, it keeps him happy, doesn't it? He'll just be appearing on television programmes. He's not been on for a little while. I've just iced, says Gina, my Delia Christmas cake. Looks quite fab. Quite hard work for me. But I feel very satisfied. I should be expecting a photo sent to me immediately. Not any of this, uh, this messing around thing. I was in Germany yesterday. Supermarket selling wine at less than a pound a litre. Didn't see any kids falling down drunk. Better parental control. They actually, not only do they have better parental control, they don't get excited over booze over there. They just go, listen, we've always got it, so why would you... We always drink as if, you know, we don't have any any more booze at all. Uh, Lakeland do a Georgie Porgy orange and Cointreau Christmas pudding, says Blake. A Georgie Porgy. Was that Georgie Porgy pudding and pie? Kissed the girls and made them cry. When the boys came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. There you go. And, uh Uncle Steve says, Scarlett, can you wish Daddy a happy birthday for Wednesday? It's Daddy Darrell's birthday on Wednesday. Lots of love. His beautiful wife, Laura, Princesses Scarlett, Liliana and Harry the Labradoodle. We don't know what to get him as he's got everything. Now, what to buy Daddy? What to buy Daddy? We love him too much, says Scarlett. I don't know what you get your Daddy. I think just the fact that you've done a nice card would be enough for him. You know, and I was going to say some sweets, but and sweets are not his, uh, his, his kind of thing at all. Perhaps some, some more magic. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, Daryl, for Wednesday. Uh, Philip says, has your caller from the Isle of Dogs remembered to empty his recycle bin? Or would it be better to defrag his disc rather than format it? Gee, I never thought about the recycling bin. 
It's always good to empty the recycling bin. I, I, I have a recycling bin here, only because, strange enough, there are, there are certain names that crop up that immediately go to the junk bin. So we don't even get to see them. And there's certain key words, apparently, that are thrown up and, uh, and they, they disappear as well. I was a bit sorry for somebody who's maybe sent something and it never gets read. It just goes straight to junk, which is a shame. But as I say, we get far too many of these uh, things. Please uh, thank Darren, says Carol, for telling us about the Roberts Internet Radio. My boys bought me one for my birthday, so I don't have to get out of bed to turn off the computer and also get a much better reception. I live in Spain on the Costa Blanca and your show keeps me from getting homesick while the sun is shining. Well, you can have the, the sun shining here in Leicester Square this morning. We've got what I call slightly muted sun, and all we're looking for is the first snowflake. And if it comes in tonight, it will completely wipe out the uh, tube strike tomorrow. But you will manage it, because the, there are tube stations that are working, and there will be some tube drivers who are very sensible and who have gone into work and who will not be bullied around by unions. There was a programme on Mel B Saturday about her life, says Noreen. Like Natalie Cassidy, they couldn't decide whether to go to the premiere that Eddie Murphy was involved in, so her and the husband went to a therapist. She had stylists for this, stylists for that. I watched as I couldn't believe how she was carrying on. It was Saturday p.m. on Fiverr. Enjoy magic later. Hope all goes well at The Mermaid. Can you send love to Bridget? We've got our tickets, please. She's probably in the fields with the doggies right now. She's got any sense, she is, as well. And we look forward to seeing you on uh, on uh, on Saturday. And uh, Warren has just landed from Washington. It's minus five at Heathrow. He says it's 14 degrees in Washington. That's not right. Don't tell me we're going to go a worse winter than the, uh, than the eastern uh, seaboard. Oh, I do hope not, actually. I do hope not. So, fingers crossed. Although, if you've got minus five at Heathrow, we had minus six in Norway. And I spoke to the mayor of Norway, and I said, it, it's quite cold, you know. And he said, no, 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 this is OK. Because he speaks like that. No, no, it's OK. And uh, he said, they've had minus 20 before now. Which reminds me of, I hurt my elbow the other day. I went on the Helter Skelter at the Winter Wonderland, and it's so slippy-slidy, I'm lying horizontal on my mat, and as I go down, I'm... Bang my elbow on the side of the thing. You'd love to get some speed up when you get to a certain age like me, 37. It's not easy. Not easy. So be careful if you're going there today. 14 to 10. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to 10 is the time. You've got 12 minutes to get your hands on my Apple iPad. You know you want to. This one can be yours, and it'll go for a song. La, 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 la. Uh, this is fantastic. The tablet-style computer. You can watch your videos, listen to music, browse the web, read, send emails. You can type your invoice. You can do anything on it. It's the one that all the companies are picking up on. Now, the person with the lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 10am this morning. To play this one, you text Steve, then your bid in pence. If you want to bid 3p, you just text Steve 3 and send it to treble eight two one to bid uh, one pound thirty two. You text Steve one three two and send it to treble eight two one. Competition finishes at ten a.m. this morning. In other words, you've literally got uh, eleven and a half minutes. It's got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's really lovely. It really is lovely, and you'll get it for peanuts. And if you're looking for that extra present. And frankly, as I'm, I, I get so Christmased out with the shopping and the people and bumping into you, and it's just unple- That's why I do everything online. It's so much easier to do everything online now. You you order it from either Amazon or you know Joe Malone or whoever it happens to be. They deliver it here. I take it home. 
I must remember to take the tinsel from here. We've got to use it for the show next week. <laughs> we've got these things I've got to remember. And all the Christmas hats that came in from the Christmas shop in Tooley Street. So we're going to take those down there as well. And uh, Jeannie saw a bloke at Liverpool Street Station selling bottles of water for pound fifty. Don't go to Oslo, then. We paid £3 for a bottle of water at the airport. Mind you, you do need it. You're sitting on a plane, and on the flight we came in on, they don't offer a free lunch or anything like that. You can buy something and buy a cup of coffee. So, my because it's only a quick flight, take, take a bottle of water. Same water, she says, was a pound for six bottles from Iceland. I know, they do that in uh, Las Vegas as well. Joan says, my husband like, makes uh, lovely homemade wine, 30 bottles a time, happy red, medium sweet wine and a rosé. Even recycling the bottles. Labels printed by a friend of ours cost him more than £2 a bottle. And there are corks, foils. Cameron is talking rubbish. You see? You see, I don't understand. They do. I mean, I understand that probably with, with huge uh, amounts of, um, you know, volume and things like that. Georgie Porgy, Pudding and Pie, says Paul, kissed the girls and made them cry. When the boys came out to play, he kissed them too. He likes it that way. I love all the old jokes of those. They're, they're so funny, aren't they, some of them? It just makes me laugh. I remember years ago, so the funniest joke I ever heard was what's red and sits in the corner, naughty strawberry. And I used to, I could crack up with that one. I used to just imagine this poor strawberry was being picked on. I don't know why. Do you know, we've done so little from the papers today, but I'll tell you for why. There's not a great deal in there. If there were tonnes of stories about uh, things going on, there's Wagner stories on the front, uh, Cheryl and uh, Simon. It's the same things. Uh, Simon says, Cheryl simply copies what I do. If her acts fail, it's all her fault. I picked Danny to be my mentor. And, uh, th- see, I don't believe these things. I think he loves Cheryl. I think he loves Cheryl. I think, to be honest with you, she's a little bit out of hand now. She started believing the publicity. You know, she isn't, uh, sainted or anything like that. She's just a girl from a council estate who's done reasonably well for herself. OK, you know, one marriage under a belt failed and, uh, and lots of tattoos. And that's it. I don't see it as being anything else like that. The man who sexed up Emma Dale, uh, Gavin Blythe, has died of cancer only weeks after he was diagnosed. He was only young. He was only young. He was only 41. He was the one who revamped the storylines with uh, Danny Miller, Aaron Livesey, struggling with his sexuality. And uh, really terrible. Honestly, it's such an awful thing. You know, we've got so many things that we can do. We can send somebody to the moon and... You know, we can do just about everything, and yet we can't cure the common cold, and we don't have a cure for cancer. And there's so many different forms of cancer. Once they find a cure for one thing, or they try and hold it back with sort of medication, you know, time marches on, and uh, in the future, no doubt, they'll find these things. But when you hear of people, you know, losing their lives at the age of 41, you think, is there a God? You have to question, don't you, half the time. If there is, why does he allow these things to happen? And the answer is, it's, it's a test, I think. Like the snow, which is going to come down. They've had 14 inches in the north, and they're welcome to it. They now say, if you don't need to go out and you're up north, this is not for us down here, because we have nothing as yet, don't go out. They reckon the freeze will last for two months too much. I mean, good grief. Mind you, some countries, they, they, they have it for six months of the year. We always moan, don't we? I don't know why we moan about the weather. We do, Ooh, it's dreadful as weather, isn't it? Don't know how we cope with anything like this at all. But, uh, but we do. There's uh, an exclusive interview with the Daily Star today, the dreary Peter Andre. I mean, I'm sure you're lovely, Pete, but frankly, your life is boring beyond belief. You know, I mean, sitting at home and doing butlins, that's the best that they can get for you. Your single didn't do it. It didn't do it. And I think, I mean, I, I don't know what else you do for a living apart from, you know, Claire gets you these TV shows, but they're just petering out now. We're bored witless. Kerry Katona has bowed to, wa- sorry, has wowed, vowed, sorry, to win back her legions of supporters by proving she's finally turned her life around. You haven't got any supporters, love. 
Nobody cares about you. They really don't care about you. I'm telling you that officially now. Nobody cares. Uh, former EastEnders star Barbara Windsor, they say, is in the running to become a judge on Britain's Got Talent. She's believed to be Piers Morgan's personal favourite. At least she'd be honest. At least she'd be honest. Wouldn't have anything to lose. She looked fantastic the other day. Fantastic. Uh, by the way, if you want to go to Russia, Warren tells us that in the habitable, habitable part... I can't read for toffee this morning, I'm so sorry. Uh, minus 49 degrees. Well, I mean, that's... It just wouldn't be worth going outside, was it? It just would And that would be just dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Here he is, naff old Lembit Opic, out with his um, girlfriend. This is after he was kicked out of the jungle, because he was, he was just naff. And uh, he was with his, his girlfriend. Um, I don't know what she's called, actually. Um, doesn't say, actually. When they said, what are you going to do now? He said, use your imagination. Ugh! Dirty old man. Honestly, here he is. God, he's even got a dreadful body as well. And um, he's also filming a, a series spin-off. The couple, her, ma- her name might be Merrily McGiven. Oh, it's just Merrily McGiven. Oh dear, how naff is she? This is the one who said she met Lembit. Do you remember I told you? And she said, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, of course not, love. It's your only claim to fame, isn't it? Don't worry, you'll get ditched like all the rest of them. And you'll suddenly realise you're as boring as he is. Well, thank God we got rid of him. I, f- I felt quite good about that. Um, uh, what else we got quickly in the papers? Trying to find something very interesting. Lots of talk about um, William and Kate's wedding. And who's going and who's not going. Um... And I can tell you now that Brian McFadden is definitely not going back to Westlife. It's just not, it's not going to happen. They don't need him. They've moved on and they're doing very nicely. Thank you. New hit single, new album. Nice people. Nice people. Believe you me, I've met enough people in this business. You get knife and you get nice and you get naff. Colleen and Wayne Rooney have rediscovered the magic in their rocky marriage. What magic, dear? What magic? By consulting a spooky psychic. And here she is. She's an old bird, quite big. Oh, Wayne likes the old birds quite big, doesn't he? He likes those ones. But they've, they've had to consult people, so already the naffest couple in the entire world, I'm afraid, are consulting a psychic. As I always say, and people like that, too much money, very little sense. Five to ten is the time. Five to ten. Uh, and uh, another one here very quickly. Let me just have a quick look here. Uh, Steve, we'd like tickets to come and see you live. And uh, we've seen you a couple of times at the Beckham. We'd love to surprise my gran. I like surprising grandmothers too. Boo! It's always a good surprise, I think. So, uh, well, we do. We'll, we'll probably announce some dates for for next year, but it'll be after Christmas, I think, because uh, this year we've ju- we've done the uh, the Queens and we've got the two shows next week at the Mermaid Theatre, and uh, both sold out. Thank the Lord for that. So we're very very grateful. We look forward to seeing you all down there. I'd wrap up. I'd wrap up. Uh, Joan says I've been trying to vote for. For Katie, since the lines opened last night, the line's permanently engaged. I've tried to vote for my second favourite, the boys, and it was free. I know. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't think Katie... Uh, do you think Katie's going to be actually pushed out? We're, we're all voting tonight who we think's going to be pushed out. And I, I think... I, th- I think to win the X Factor, I would like Matt Warren to win. And, uh, and Warren wants one, one Direction. I th- I think they're only going in one one direction. I think they'll have a, as I've said before, a single, an album, and that'll be it. That will be it. Because at the moment they're just excited little eager beavers, aren't they? Ooh, like that. We've had all the pictures of them walking around with their trousers half down, you know, and shirts open and that kind. Of, I do the same round here. Doesn't quite have the same effect, I have to be honest with you. But uh, at least it's a little bit better than some of the other presenters walking around with their trousers halfway down the bottom. Believe you me. Uh, you've got approximately three minutes left to have a go for my apple iPad. 
OK, because the lines will close at 10 o'clock this morning. So get your final bids in. The Lotionic bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10. To play this one, you text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. So to bid pound forty-three, you text Steve, 143, in a text, and send it to treble 821. You make up your own sum of pence. Don't go too berserk. They, they never go high. Competition ends at 10am. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Thank you very much indeed uh, to you for your company this morning. Really very, very grateful. Very great. It's always nice to get people listening on a Sunday morning. I don't care where you are, if you're in bed or on holiday or, or something like that. And uh, you're right, Warren, perhaps they, they, they would do. I was thinking English. What do you reckon? Something like that? Listen, have a, have a great Sunday. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Thanks to all the people who've been on the programme. Russell Hargreaves for telling us about the X Factor and to Caroline and to Johnny and to Darren and to our newspaper reviewer for today, which was Will. So thank you to Will and to everybody else. Have a lovely, lovely day. After the news, Andrew Pierce is here. He'll be taking your calls on a variety of topics on 97.3.